I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, Under God. Indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, 
permits to start a business or build a place for one on land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is a music all of people who will not be strange again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a light about to summer tomorrow. Oh,
Bob's all he replied.
Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Freedom Gardens, number 19. Wow, is it that many already? 19, yeah. I mean, I know I've only been here for half of them, but still. Yeah, about that. It's all good, though. You know, I'm still um, bruised and broken. My eyes are fucked up. I've got this big fucking scratch on my head. Like, I'm a, I'm a hot mess. So, you know, it's a fucking shit show. I'm like, I literally was she, in she, your room. She watched me when, scratch my face. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what did you do? <laughs> like, she's like, I just scratched my face. Like, with I, my glasses. I, what? The fuck are you doing? Well, because see, I lost the inside thing. Oh, you thing. lost the foot. So it was the metal caught. And you went to. Did you go to slide it like up on your head? Well, and no. I um I got out of the shower and I had my my towel around my hair, you know, mm -hmm. and I went to take the towel off and like it caught and pulled my glasses up and fucking whatever. Anyway, it's a mess. Times. Yeah. So uh, we're we're both very accident prone. We really are. I mean, I'm just a mess, and I've decided that. Um, I'm just not going to put my contacts back in until my eye heals oh, well, before we you. go on vacation. Those were my original instructions. I know. But you don't like to listen. I know, <laughs> but, and it's getting better already, but I can't, like, I cannot be wearing my glasses when I go on vacation. Oh, no. So, no. no. So I figure I'll give my eyes a rest and let them, he let it heal and fucking drain and just keep cleaning it with distilled water and antibiotic eye drops. And, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. So, and pray it'll be healed by the time i leave because otherwise i'm just fucking putting those bitches in i don't care so <laughs> nice yeah seriously oh, oh anywho how's everyone doing today j-rod yeah says uh see what i mean about leaving the garden unattended for a week when going on vacation because it took a week for mine to start producing like it was before yep 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 so um i'm sure i'm gonna probably get in trouble when you get back from vacation, because I am not used to taking care of this. I mean, stuff. honestly, like but hopefully it's pretty easy at this point. It doesn't need a lot of maintenance. It really, when really you're here, it's, it's going to be need to be, it, it'll need to be picked, like pick the red tomatoes, mm -hmm. pick the, you know, pick the big cucumbers, like that kind of thing. Yeah, see, my stuff's not growing anything yet. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like. Just pick shit to eat basically while you're here. Cause Heather's going to be staying at the house while we're, on vacation and taking care of the farm. It'll be good practice for her. Yay. For the farm. It's really, yeah. It's really taking care of the dogs. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cause uh, I feel like the chickens are getting used to me because I've been over here so often yep. lately. So, yep. Like that one was like, I thought he was like chasing. She's chasing. I'm, I'm like, why is your bird chasing so me? to say hi to you. <laughs> and I was like, hey, buddy, are you okay? Like, okay. Yeah. And he like, like looked and walked away. And I was like, yeah. okay. Cause I was like, he was following me. And yeah. then I stopped and like turned around and I looked at him. And then he just like, come. She, full, they're all she. Sheep. Sorry. Yes. She yeah. came full force at me. And I was yeah. just like, well, like, are you going to peck me? Because no. I'm seeing you get pecked. <laughs> Only peanut butter will peck Only you. And that's because she wants you to pick her up right away. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Don't no, do that. doing that. I usually just dodge around peanut butter because she's kind of a bitch so she's so cute though she's so jealous oh yeah like last like, was it last so weekend jealous. the week before weekend before you picked up a different one cookie and was giving, yeah you know, yeah you were giving yeah. cookie love and then you put her down and then peanut butter came, came right over and pecked you yeah <laughs> but just I mean, like as soon as i picked up cookie she was like oh hell no mm -hmm. yeah it was rough anyway so um anyway so one of our ducks i'm not sure which one is having an issue either she's egg bound and she hasn't laid in like three or four days now like i've only gotten three eggs a day for three or four days um and like she but she's she's eating do you think she's hiding them maybe no Remember we went through that with cookie but she's staying in the coop like if she's hiding them the only thing i can think is that like anyway so we we're we're treating the ducks in case they're egg bound not sure and uh but the only maybe she's 
brooding and I have these big ceramic eggs in the coop that I put in there to encourage the ducks and the chickens to lay in there when Cookie was, you know, laying elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And it really worked. But I've noticed like they keep, she keeps putting all three eggs in the same place. Mm -hmm. And and sitting on them. So oh, maybe she's, maybe I mean, she's I said broody. I was like, maybe she's broody. Maybe I need I to get her it. some baby ducklings to make her happy. We got to like, build that when, when I come back to, yeah, we are it's definitely, well, see the thing with the difference between ducks and chickens is, um, oh, excellent. Ooh, Heather, check it out. What am I checking Beth Ann's going to bring the baby to see you if you need company the week that I'm gone. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Beth Ann brought her baby over the other day. And so uh, oh my God, he is so adorable. I, I spent mean, like two, I was like, just give him the baby. Just, it, just give him to me. Because it gives you like major baby fever, right? Seriously. Like, oh God. I'm like, so just, just give, give baby here. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but ducks are di- different than chickens. Like chickens, you have to keep them separate until they're old enough to fend for themselves. Because right. ch- like they'll, they'll, I mean, they'll kill a, a, a chick sometimes. It's not right. theirs. Unless they have like a designated mom. If you have a broody hen, you can like put a chick under it and it'll take care of it. Like it's its own, you right. know, and it'll keep the other hens from hurting it. The ducks though, apparently with ducklings, you just fucking, you throw them in with the rest of the flock and they're good to go. They're like, okay. Cause I mean, they're so, and you've seen them. Oh God. They're so adorable. Such a herd mentality. Their little flock. They're always together. I mean, the ducks are always together. So talking shit the whole time. Yeah. So maybe she just wants to be a mama. Maybe rebel just wants to be a mama. Anyway, we need to get some, Mm -hmm. Yeah. ducklings yeah. when i get back when you get back we'll see i know tractor supply has been real low on like oh, uh, of course i haven't been i haven't been did your tractor supply have ducks and chickens yesterday or what was yesterday friday yeah yesterday mm-hmm. i think i went and stopped and got dog food i can't remember yeah maybe that was thursday i don't know yeah but yeah they had uh they had some they don't yeah. have as much as they did when we first started going there they had like yeah. four or five of those troughs you know, for yeah, yeah. their little guys, but now they're just down to two. Like they got rid of all the rest of them and they just have, well, and they two, usually come so. in like weekly, but mm-hmm. of course, yeah, I'm um, pretty sure that they told me that it happens on Thursday, which yeah. is probably why they had so yeah. many. Cause there was a lot. They're so cute. I know they're so adorable. Every time so. I walk by, I'm like, I just don't have yeah. time for them. So, and we built, uh, we built some stuff out of pallets. We went and picked up more pallets yesterday, which is awesome because we have Love more plans. Uh, so of course we built the big planner boxes, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever. Um, and, uh, and then we built some bookshelves in my pool house, which we are trying to make livable, workable space. Um, if you guys recall, I did a quick pan view of the pool house last week and it was just wall to wall boxes and shit, right? It was like just stuff everywhere. So when you see it this week, it'll be a huge difference. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then we're going to build a brooder out of the pallets right. um, for baby chicks that are coming in. But we're also going to build in the chicken coop. chicken coop. Yes. And we're going to build a chicken coop. Mm-hmm. And we're going to build another uh, compost bin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So like to be out in the yards. So we have a lot of projects planned ahead. It's, that's it's going to be a lot of fun. That's going on here. <laughs> like, yeah. I know, I'm the worst. I am terrible about taking videos of the shit that I do. I'll take a picture of like before or I'll be like, just like halfway through like laying down the fucking yeah yard fabric or whatever and i'll be like, god damn it i didn't take a picture so <laughs> and i'll like stop real quick and take a picture and then i'll take a picture like halfway through and then I'll, you know when i finally fucking finish it i'll take a picture because i have what like i built two planner boxes mm-hmm. 
one of them is a two foot by 12 foot and the other one is a four foot by 12 foot one. Yeah. And I still have one more that I need to make. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just, and then I'm going to paint all of them in my shutters the same color. So nice. It looks, you know, yeah. I'm trying to make it in the, I want to, I'm trying to get it ready to be the Airbnb. Oh, I'm going to give an update. Yes. We need so, to give an update. Farm update. Yes. Very, very, very Big. exciting. I'm so excited. Big update. So just to let you guys know, as of June 9th, we are officially per the IRS, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Like the IRS, but yes. So now we can actually apply for those grants and get that fundraiser going, uh, that fundraising event going. This yep. way we can accept donations. And I guess they just, they, even though it was done on the 9th, they said if you received any donations or anything prior to that, during, mm -hmm. it's fine. Like yeah. it's not a big deal. I, I think I got less than a hundred dollars in donations. So it's like, yeah, not a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm pretty excited. It's, I'm like, this is legit. Like I did this and I looked back and I did this in four months. No, not even like I, what, three months. Yeah. Three months. I submit, that was, I submitted the 501c3 application uh, in May and I started. I mean, really Heather February. started this process. The end of February. After we started the show. Yeah. And was uh, it like two weeks after? Cause yeah. I was on. You got that idea, that crazy hair in your I up did. your ass that you wanted a bit fucking cow. No. And yes. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, I wanted a cow. I, I want a miniature cow. And the next thing you know, we're starting a bio-regenerative like, farm as a 501c3. Holy shit, bald girl. Well, I I'll mean, tell you what. I mean, ideas okay, so my sometimes you can just make them happen. So my original plan was not necessary. My original dream was not necessarily a farm. My original dream that I've had for 20 years is just being able to provide that outreach and everything to yep. the survivors of domestic violence and child abuse. And I really like to work with teenagers. So I want to, you know, have a big focus on kids that are transitioning out of folk, uh, foster care and group homes this way, you know, they're not slipping through the tracks and, you know, being sex trafficked and all fucked up. And exactly. Like, yeah. You know, so that was my original thing. But then when, since we've been farming, well, actually, I think I first saw the baby, the little tiny cows when I was in Washington. And I was like, oh, are those fucking real? Yeah. <laughs> I oh got really goodness. excited. And then and then when I finally made the decision, like I had thought about it a while ago when I was still working at Kroger, I was driving by that big fucking house in Hardyville that had 50 acres that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what I could do with that? I could totally do that. Like that was what I was telling myself in my brain. But then after getting feeling better after COVID, I was like, you know what? It just, I was, you mean we when were, we cured you with yeah. cardio miracle and yeah. eggs and distilled water. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that time, that time. So that, that's what did it. We were driving home. Like I told you, Taylor had gotten me a journal that he thought was, you know, cool looking and I liked it. And I was just looking through the pages on the way home from the store. And I, it just like, it was like, what is the big, what is the end goal or whatever for the day? And I was like, well, I don't know about for the day, but then it, that just like, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do a farm. Let's, okay, let's like, start a farm. I'm like, I, we're already growing shit. I already want to get the cows. I was just going to get them as pets, but fuck it. Let's just do it. And we, Taylor and I had been talking about getting a farm for, we've been talking about getting a farm since we, before we bought the house. Yeah. Um, But we, you know, this was like, the house was the, this is where we're going to start. We're going to build some equity and get this bitch on the, you know, into Airbnb and then we'll move on to the next things. So that, that was the plan. And so that's what I'm making happen. We will be in the house. I think we closed on the house two years ago today, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, and I originally wanted to move a year after. So I've been delayed by a year. Fucking well, COVID. 
I, I mean, COVID, <laughs> that to a lot of people. Yeah. So, you know, so, the so, whole yeah, world's nope. changed and it's not changing back anytime soon. Yeah. So, so, all right. So that's my big news, guys. So Fantastic. We're we are officially a 501c3 Mama H's farm for a better tomorrow. Farm for a better tomorrow. Awesome. Yes, okay. Excellent. So exciting. Okay. So, oh, let's do a little garden update. See what's growing. Everything. Everything. Well, including powdery mildew. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about I think that. I might need to talk about that too. Yeah. Here you go. So I cut back my squash. Anything with powdery mildew on it is now gone, which is most of it. But maybe it'll put more energy into making fruit. And I staked up the corn that fell when the squash fell. And uh, yeah. Now I can get to the beans better. And things get more sunlight. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully I save some of these plants. I only had to pull one actually. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Eh, it wasn't great. But, you know, well, corn's growing better. Kind of where I'm at with that. Sorry, I'm over here being a fat ass. You're good. I'll just have to re replant the squash in there. So... Okay. You know, I mean, but, but honestly, you know, I mean, the next planting is basically when I come back from vacation anyway, like, well, it's really like, yeah, mid to end of July. Right. So, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll harvest and then, but some things I'll replant earlier than that. Right. Um, I'll probably pop some watermelon in there before I leave. My watermelons are growing. They're getting flowers and stuff. I'm pretty excited. My cantaloupes are growing ham. Like nice. they're, taken over that whole palette. Like, Excellent. It's great. Fantastic. All right. So uh, let's see. Morning stampede. This is always my favorite part of the day. And friends, it's Saturday. It's show day. And we have an egg-bound duck. Rebel lays such large eggs that I think one got stuck. So let's see how she's doing. Morning, guys. How are we doing here? Are you still in there, Miss Rebel? Okay. Let's see what we got. Okay. All right, I got some eggs in there. How about from you, Rebel? No. See, Rebel is egg-bound. See how her neck is popped up? And she's all stuck up front. I'm going to have to catch her. And I think put her in the pool. So. Wish me luck. She'll go back in the coop soon and try and lay again and then I'll catch her. Yeah. So. In the meantime. Poor Rebel. Um, and I, now, you know, and now we don't even know, now we don't even know if she's egg bound, honestly, cause I, I felt them and I couldn't feel an egg stuck in there. Um, they're pooping, they're eating like she's, she's active. She just, she keeps going back in the coop and not laying an egg. So on the other hand, I mean, you know, like when we say that our birds shit breakfast, we're not kidding because poop and eggs come out of the same chute. Um, but chicken poop is so much bigger. Like it's so much more solid than the duck poop that like that can really get compacted. The ducks though, it's really watery. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But 
But as soon as we anyway, put, I mean, as soon as we put the first the one in the water, it's she like, pooped. She pooped. So and she was, I was like, oh, okay. she was pissed. Yeah, she was really pissed. But they were so mad. I really yeah. wish I would have followed them back to when you put them, put her mm -hmm. back because they were hilarious. Oh my God. Yeah. Like they yeah, were they all were. standing outside the gate because they could hear her cracking away. Mm -hmm. And then they were cracking back. And I can't, and they're like, they all checked her out. Like, what's going on? Huh? How are yeah. you? And, it, and she was talking shit the whole fucking way. They, like, oh, just God, they talk shit all the time. And I was telling you, I was like, she's telling all her friends what you did to her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's do a garden update. All right. Let's do a garden update. So the East garden, the first garden we planted, still haven't built this trellis. And I really need to because that tomato is getting bigger literally by the day but that's okay i will get it done this week before we go on vacation then this kohlrabi growing leaves no roots roots where it's at so let's see carrots carrots are growing we'll see how they do but it is a tomato garden and that's what i'm most concentrated on so I do have to uh, prune these guys back a bit right now well, before we go on vacation this week. But we are starting to produce some fruits here on the tomatoes. So tomatoes there, lovage, lovage is still doing well. I pulled the bunching onions on this side. I do have some onions still growing on this side. We'll let them continue to grow. Tomatoes over here as well, I'm getting bigger. So I've got more fruit coming up on here and on this side too. So uh, no fruit on this side yet, but we're getting there. This, this cucumber found the cattle panel and it is climbing away happily. Fantastic. Because the other ones are having a little more difficulty. That guy's starting to go up a little bit. We do have fruit over here though. This guy's growing. There we go. And then another one there. More carrots growing here. They should be popping up here soon. Probably be harvesting those as soon as we get back from vacation would be my guess. So first week in July. And that's gonna fruit soon. Hopefully these guys will start climbing up here. These beans are about done in here. Cutting them back really didn't help. It's just too hot for the beans. Okay. Now on this side, got a little fruit here and there. Little guy there, these little guys here. I mean, tiny fruits on tiny plants. Weird. And these guys here, here. This guy's getting a little bit bigger. We have gotten entirely too much rain lately. We're getting a lot of water. So I'll probably be replanting squash down the hill. Panel. What? No, I'm not weeding to give to you right now. These grapes are climbing up nicely though. There you go. And that parsley, I keep picking it, it keeps coming back. I really do have to get rid of this 
don't need this palette here. That's gonna go soon. Then, grapes there. My mint is still doing well. That blueberry is still hanging on. Lavender, rosemary, and then all the herbs, the oregano, the thyme, that's really started popping up now. These grapes as well. And this little tomato and that sunflower bloom. Look at that. But really, look, I've got tiny Tim tomatoes down here. And they're still going. Three of them. Mm, technically four. Marigolds have all bloomed. And these tomatoes I pruned, they're doing great. Got a couple ripe ones over there we need to pick. Kohlrabi and beets and broccoli here. Again, it's getting way too hot for broccoli, but okay. That borage is amazing. And all these marigolds. And this rutabaga is actually doing fantastic right here. I gotta pull the weeds out of this and replant salads in this bed because this is the shadiest spot in the yard right now. These potatoes are just about ready to pull. I see them popping up again. So, I really need to put more soil in here. That salad bed's about done. And then my corn. Corn is doing awesome. Some cilantro in there, some tomatoes in there, some cucumbers in there. There's a cucumber growing off of that corn right there. And I'm getting all these actual corn ears. So that's doing well. This herb bed is great. Cilantro, oregano, mint, Thai basil. And then my basil basil is great right here. And my asparagus just keeps growing. It is first year asparagus, so I can't pick it yet. Ooh, those tomatoes are almost ripe. Couple more days. Brussels sprouts. It got really hot really quick this year. So a lot of this stuff, honestly, isn't doing as well as it should because it just got so hot. These guys fell victim to that powdery mold. You see, that one's about gone. But this, this out. I have me some butternut squash growing there. And another one here inside the pellets. It's pretty sweet. So that's doing well. This guy's coming all the way up here. Again, they got a lot of rain, but Okay. Hello, Blueberry. So, the East Garden, coming along. So I'm gonna end up, I think, you know, God, there's so much I have to do. Um, when do grapes fruit? You know, that's a great question, J-Rod, because uh, I have no idea, except I drive past a place down the road and they have like huge grapevines and I, I mean like a I mean huge trellises of grapes I think like, I've seen it yeah. yeah you know what I'm talking about mm -hmm. and I haven't seen them fruiting yet 
So um, when I first got the grapes, like there was some, there was some fruits on them, but they really haven't, you're going to look it up. They haven't, yeah, perfect. They haven't fruited since then. Um, yeah, mine are all just fines. The, the East Garden, the one that's closest to the pond that we just looked at, that actually has a lot of shade over it, um, especially the part that's closest to the pond. It has some big tree branches right over it. I've been debating cutting them back, but again, it gets so hot in the summer that I think I probably won't cut them back until the fall. Okay. The, those tree branches over the garden. Plus, I got to pull all that stuff first. Um, the uh, the other garden, the one that's next to the chicken coop, the west garden, that that gets almost all sun, like all day, all sun. So that's why I have that cucumber wall, right, to try and shade, shade some of that stuff. So, well, what I'm reading here mm -hmm. is that the stage of fruit set follows flowering almost immediately when the fertilized flower begins to develop a seed and grape berry to protect the seed in the northern hemisphere this is normally takes place in may and in the southern hemisphere it's november gotcha so so, so we have a we got a while before we get grapes but come the fall we should get a lot of grapes yeah because by then all the think about it all those vines like that'll shit by november huge by then yeah they'll have climbed all over i'm trying to wonder i'm wondering if uh because Taylor and I were looking at grapes when we were out, like looking at like yeah. seeds and bulbs and whatever they were. I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think I, I don't think we got them because I was like, I don't have a place for that. Right now. So, yeah. They take a, I mean, they take a lot of space and a lot of right. like a lot of vining and yeah. So, so and yeah, I don't have as much. I I don't have as much land as you. That is true. Mm -hmm. But hey, have been finding random places to put things. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> unused space. Like if you have a small amount of space, like there's a lot of things you can do with, as far as gardening goes, or growing your own food goes in an unused space. That's like too small to put it, you know, table and chairs or like an outdoor right. set or something like that. Like build a half pallet planter bed or, you know, do, there's so many things you can do there. Put in a raised bed, put in, you know, whatever it is. I'm a big fan of the, the raised garden. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, raised garden really been Enjoying that, and mm -hmm. so I think tomorrow we're gonna like figure out how I want to finish up the one that I built in front of the windows. Yep, and then I'll start building the one in front of the porch. Yep, you know I think for the next planting season, mm -hmm. I am going to because this one was kind of like this is all trial and error, right? Y'all know this right. is my. I mean, last year I had one small garden basically, or not even a half of a small garden. And now I've got like five of them, but it's really all kind of trial and error. And I'm like, all right, well, what does he, well here, what does well there? So obviously the, the East garden is going to stay as the tomato garden. They do well there because mm -hmm. there's enough shade. That they don't get completely burned out in the summer. Okay. And then the West garden will stay as the pepper garden because that gets so much sun. But as far as like root vegetables, I think I'm going to move all of those into planter beds. I think that's a good idea. Because you can control the soil better. Right. And a lot of root vegetables really need, you know, a, either a higher or a lower pH. Like it's different from the tomatoes and whatnot. And no, it so. definitely is different. And like I said, I'm I'm doing the potatoes too. Like yeah. I was just like experimenting. Oh my God, so potatoes. Yeah. One, I, I got a huge baking potato from one of our local mm -hmm. farms a couple, you know, a while back. Yeah. And I let it get all eyeball-y and stuff and yeah. then I cut it in half. I have to say, I did not let it dry out because I apparently didn't read those directions. Mm -hmm. But that bitch is big. Like, I put the it in there and you want to let it dry out sprout. for a couple of days, like, outside is just, it, you let, like, the shell harden so it doesn't rot. Right. Before, but you you should be fine. Yeah, no, so. it, 
they're growing yeah. like crazy. And I have them in a potato bag. Yeah. And I feel like it would be a little bit harder to control if it was in the mm -hmm. ground. So Yeah, absolutely. Which, I mean, you know, I've got sweet potatoes in the ground and that's going to be a lot of fun. Interesting. Yes, it is. But, but um, you have some in a raised flower bed too. I do. I have so, a bunch of them. Yes. Um, but interesting thing I learned about potatoes, because I, I dug out half of the dresser of potatoes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I was digging deeper into it. And, you know, like the directions on the back of the bag, which is what I followed the first time for the seed potatoes was, you know, you'd cover them. And when they 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 show roots, you put up, you know, you put th three inches of soil on them and you let it go. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was, see, I didn't understand the way potatoes grew. Mm -hmm. I thought potatoes grew down. Right. Actually, okay. potatoes grow up. Oh. Okay. So apparently what you need to do is you just put a little bit of soil at the bottom of the bag and you mm -hmm. put the potatoes in and you cover them with soil, like two, mm -hmm. three inches. Right. And when they sprout, you put two, three inches over it. And when then they part. go back up over the soil again, you put another two, three inches of soil. And then when the plants come up over the soil again, you put another two, two to three inches of soil until you get to the top of whatever container you're in. Okay. Apparently that's how you get the maximum yield of potatoes. I hey, had no idea. I didn't know that. I have tons of potatoes growing. And not to, I mean, don't get me wrong. She you know, potatoes. I'm, I mean, I get potatoes, but not what I thought that I would be getting in, in those size containers. So apparently, again, this was trial and error. Wrong. We were doing it wrong mm -hmm. or not as efficiently as we as could we have did. been. Cause I could, to I didn't know that. And I can totally yeah. go home and add some soil. To add some soil to it. Yep. Potato. Yeah. Cause then it's going to like, it grows, the potatoes grow up the root. So when you pull the root, you end up with like your Multiple biggest potatoes on the bottom. Of, don't look at my back. Yeah. Your biggest <laughs> potatoes on the bottom. And then like, they'll grow from there and you know, you get, Small, right. you know, no, but I mean, apparently it grows a, up and not, not and down. Not so, down or out. yeah, because a carrot grows down. down. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's where I was thinking that they were very similar. Like yeah. turnips grow that way. Like so many things grow that yeah. way that that's what I just thought. Mm -hmm. Potatoes are root vegetables. So that's what I thought. Yeah. That, yeah. um, well, yeah, differently. So yeah. So put go home and put some soil on top of I potatoes. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So that, anyway, so let's, uh, check out the, West Garden, next to the chicken coop. All right, onto the West Garden. It's uh, it's huge. So, hello, butterfly. The cucumbers grow constantly. Cucumber, cucumber. And all these marigolds down here bloomed. So that's the chickens are coming behind me. Still waiting on these sunflowers to bloom. They just keep getting taller. I mean, this one's got to be close to seven feet tall now. That guy's just about to bloom there. And the cucumbers just keep on growing. So I got a pickling cucumber back there. Another there. Here. There. I mean, these guys are just huge. <laughs> that sunflower bloomed. Got cucumbers all over here. Look at this big guy. Let's see. And I do have some beans down here. Again, getting very hot for the beans. This one's going to the chickens. Here, sweet pea. Pickling 
cucumber. There. This guy is starting to come across my electroculture wire. That's fine. Yeah, more growing. There. Just a wall of cucumbers. All different kinds. And then I've got my first eggplant growing out here. There we go. And then a sardium's coming up. So we'll have flowers in here soon. This Thai basil. Now I I cut these green beans back. They're doing quite awesome. So. Um, these green beans are still growing. This guy is nice and big. What's that? They're following you? Yeah, that happens. They want to say hi. The chickens are charging Heather. Hi. So, we have some green beans in here. These peppers, though, are quite awesome. I picked a couple big ones the other day and used them. And that one, too. These little Thai, hot Thai peppers are all starting to grow. And then this one, too. That's a Cubanelle. And uh, let's see, what's that one? Uh, Poblano. So this guy's getting big. Look how big these peppers are. They're like four feet tall. And more over here. Oh, a, look at that guy. That's a purple bell pepper. He's starting to turn purple right now. That's cool. Okay. Oh, I got my first squash growing in there. Some of this fell's victim to that uh, powdery mildew as well. It's starting to die back there. It's too bad. Nice cucumber there. He's almost done growing. Then all of these Tabasco peppers. Still so many Tabasco peppers that are all gonna turn red all at once, I bet. And Boom, we're making basco sauce. And then this, it's marshmallow root. It's coming up huge right here. So, another cucumber over here. So yeah, I had to cut back my squash pretty significantly. Still have a couple growing in here. Like this little guy down here, he's still growing. Problem is, without the shade cover, they ripen before they really get very big. So, but I've got corn growing in here. We can replant soon. I'll end up replanting most of this, I think, when we get back from vacation. It's okay. Just got so hot and humid so fast, the plants didn't have time to adjust, and boom, battery melted. So, it happens. This okra is doing very well starting to flower just a little bit so we'll have okra coming up in there soon this mustard still isn't going to seed oh there it goes yeah there it's starting to go to seed so we'll have mustard seeds here soon and the collard greens they got caterpillars i just need to cut that back 
peppers over here are getting bigger and the cabbage is growing inside and man look at those leaves i mean they look like swiss cheese so but ate the hell out of those cabbage leaves for sure well those aren't the ones we eat anyway okay then these peppers are crazy so I did sprinkle coffee grounds at the bottom of my okra plants here to keep the ants away because ants love okra. They will get up into an okra here and they will eat the whole thing and then they'll move on to the next one. So, trying to keep them out of the okra. Ooh, I've got some that are ready to pick right now. Check this one out. That's nice. Okra, you don't want to let get too big or it gets really woody. And it's kind of tough to pick, so really you should do it with scissors, but or shears, but hey, whatever. That's what nails are for. Eventually. Come on. Ah, you wanna come? Out. There we go. Okay. Good hard pull up and it's out. And peppers. I mean look how big that guy's getting. All these peppers. Huge. Another okra here. I'll let him go another day or two. I mean, probably go right now, but maybe. Or I'll let him grow the rest of the day and then come out and pick him before dinner. Same thing with these peppers. So. And that guy down there, that little jalapeno is growing too. Salad beds are done here, but the carrots are still growing. So we'll leave them be. It's very hot back here. So when we get back, we'll pull carrots if they're ready. And then we'll plant probably more okra. We do like okra around here. So that is the West Garden. Pepper Garden. Peppers and cucumbers. Still looks good. So even though I lost all that that huge amount of squash that's okay because it was kind of really taken over the garden anyway okay. so um and those peppers again that's the pepper garden those peppers are insane they're so big um and we really do like okra i never liked okra before and then i like I, fried okra i like okra in soup i like okra yeah well but i, I hadn't really had okra, okra except as like goop oh it is it can be you know kind of slimy yeah and right. i wasn't I think, about the goop i think that's that's why a little Olivia doesn't like it. She's mm -hmm. like, she thinks she's like okra slimy and she's not wrong. You know, I think it just depends on how you prepare it. But if you put it in soup, I mean, you just don't have a choice. It's yeah. going to be kind of slick, but I like it. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, yeah, J-Rod, I make uh, red pepper flakes in the dehydrator as well. Or sometimes I just let the, the peppers dry out. Like I have a, a metal bowl on my counter. I'll just throw the peppers in there and let them dry out. Um, Cause we have a dehumidifier running in the house all the time. Cause it's so freaking human here all the time uh, with a, a hose that goes directly outside so that we don't have to empty it. Like it's constantly just I actually need to get a, need to reclaim that water somehow. Absolutely. See where that, that water's going and, and reclaim that water. Mm -hmm. We can, we can make it's that happen. Just taking the moisture out of the air and recycling it through and you could, yeah. Use that to water the plants. You can use that. I mean, we can even anything. distill it. So Absolutely. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Um, so uh, let's see. The chicken garden, the one that's in the, the enclosure, mm -hmm. 
that I, the chickens, yeah, no boiled okra. Um, fried or gumbo. Fried yes. or gumbo, yes. That the chickens got into um, through a hole in the fence that they, that, I don't know, something, a chicken or a raccoon or something created. And they basically like ripped it to shreds. If you guys remember that from a couple of weeks ago, it was destroyed. Okay. Anyway, it rained so much and and it is far enough away from the sprinklers that it does not get any water from the sprinklers, right? It's completely on the opposite side. Uh, but it rained so much that the whole garden came back. So check this out. All right. The chicken's garden I have done nothing to except secure it since the chickens got in here and like ate everything down. But it was very young then and it all grew back. I haven't watered it, but it's rained so much I haven't needed to. So hopefully this won't get subjected to that powdery mildew because the chickens ate it all down before. So we got squash growing in here, beans, grain, more squash, corn, tomatoes around the outside, sweet potatoes. Look at all those sweet potatoes. That's sweet potatoes. Uh, those are all sweet potatoes. So, then more tomatoes back there, some kale. Those are beans. Yep, yep getting beans. So, I might pop an electroculture antenna in here. Put some other seeds down, maybe some chicken grass. And uh, let it go. So, chicken gardens, not too badly actually, all things considered. And I actually had a bag of, uh, it's called chick grass, which mm -hmm. is like seed specifically for Chick grass and things for chickens to eat like different kind of clovers and different kinds of grasses right. um alfalfa things like that and i just sprinkled that down all over the chicken garden before the show so but that's what you were doing i yeah. saw you yeah i did see you um i still have to water it down but for now it's it's in there so it's fine anyway uh, moving on to the berries that are right behind the chicken enclosure all right my blackberry bush is kind of going crazy here i do have one ripe blackberry I know I should go put it in salt water to get the bugs out before I eat it. I'm really tempted to eat it now though, because it's really good. Anyway, berries are doing good. Some of these sunflowers are blooming here. And uh, that blueberry is still struggling along. I'm gonna leave the weeds in there because they actually do a lot to aerate the soil and the nettles there surprisingly good for you. So, as many things that are designated as weeds are. So, there you go. My little berry garden over here. Getting there. I actually have strawberry roots planted all around it and they have not come up. So, oh. I'm a little disappointed in that. Yeah. Um, I'll have to do them. I'm doing from we have to do those. I'll, I'll cut the strawberries, you know, that as they reroot themselves. Yes. I'll cut them off the plants in the back and, and plant them along there because they, they definitely need strawberries in there. And I'm putting strawberries everywhere. So, um, yeah. Then I have a little, I put a little area of fencing on the outside of the East Garden uh, because 
the ducks and the chickens were putting their heads all the way through there to eat down the garden. So, uh, so I, assholes. yeah, cause they're assholes. So I put a little area there and check this out. My lemongrass. Sorry, loves that that lemongrass there has gone insane. I need to pull it and replant it in places that it's going to be more useful. So I might work on building shelves on the porch today and putting the lemongrass there uh, to try and keep some of the bugs away. The blueberries are holding on to, they're transplanting okay. You know, it'll take a couple years for them to grow up and be big blueberries, but we'll get fruit out of them eventually. And that butterfly bush just keeps bringing in those pollinators. So. Yeah, so just that little area there. Anyway, and I realized that I forgot to do the um, the back fruit garden. I forgot to, to tape that one today. That's okay. Um, where my uh, oh yeah, uh -huh. my herbs are and my lime tree and my blueberry bush and and um, stuff over there. I still have no fruit on that squash back there. Like it's all male flowers, which I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But, you know, again, pick the zucchini flowers and, and go from there. So, all right. So let's see the ducks. What we did with the ducks. Such a good time. Mm -hmm. So much fun. I'm okay. There we go. Okay. We have an egg bound duck. Miss Rebel here. I know. I've been trying to feel it. I've not been successful. So we're going to put her in this warm bath here. I know. I know. I know. It's nice and warm. I know. I know. Well, she's pooping. She, she's not egg. Okay. All right then. Well, that was easy. I don't know. But that's definitely poop. Oh, yeah. No, she definitely got that out. Maybe she was constipated. She's an angry duck. Here we go. So apparently she's not egg bound. Maybe she's broody, but I'm still only getting three eggs a day out of the four female ducks. And I usually get four. So I don't know. I'm not quite sure what's going on with her. Weird. Hi, Cookie. So I started fermenting the chicken's feed they hate it. I mean, they'll eat a little bit if nothing else is there, but they really hate it. So kind of a waste of feed. Not doing that again. On a side note, as I was going in to get uh, the duck, uh, the next duck. So, so we decided, since we are only getting three eggs a day and we wanted the experience anyway, to basically treat all of the ducks. That would let us that would them. let us catch right, let, them excuse me let's just be clear guys i didn't catch shit yeah she carried she caught those i did catch the ducks so and they were i mean they're all right um i got better at it 
I didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. I got better at it as uh, as we we got through the ducks, but it was definitely an experience. So mm-hmm. there we go. Is that that was a cookie? All right. So Rumble just came out of the coop. Let's see if she laid her egg. Nope. No rebel egg. She was sitting right there. Hmm. We're still waiting then. Ruby, Emmy, you guys good? Okay. We have a different box. Yeah, we're going to put her in the water bath, too. Huh. Everybody goes in the bath. Can you, uh, set this in here? Push it up. Does she have water belly, then? I don't know, Liana. What is water belly? I'm... I'm curious. Water belly. Look up water belly for ducks. Hmm. What did we do before? We didn't have... All right. You're right there, know. baby girl. Come on. We're going to put you in the water. Let's see how you do. There we go. I know. It's warm. Mm-hmm. You gotta try and keep the butt under the water. Yes, that's the point. The butt has to stay under the water. Figure I don't know which duck is egg bound, so we'll just try and treat them all. Right. So how? I have no idea. Oh, Okay. 
Is that a goose? No, it's one of the chickens. What? Really? Yeah. It must just be this side of the house. It echoes. Mm -hmm. Definitely carries. <laughs> Sounds like fucking pterodactyls out there. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I have a shirt saved for you. Mm. About chickens and gardening and knowing things and raising tiny dinosaurs or whatever. <laughs> Excellent. Taylor finds them and he's like, Did you see this? You want to turn off the recording there? Yeah, just sit down. All right. I don't think it's water belly, Liana, because they're not, they're not lethargic. Like, oh no, they're very active. They get out, they run around, they're still eating and everything. She just keeps going back in the coop and like not laying an egg. It's crazy. I don't know what the hell's going on with her. Again, maybe she's just broody and maybe ducks stop laying when they're, they're, hatching like they lay so many eggs and then they sit on them to hatch them so maybe that's where we're at maybe she's broody i don't know i guess we'll find out okay it's khaki's turn khaki say hi uh, 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 uh. there you go let's put you in the bath my girl uh, 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 uh. there we go uh-uh nope we gotta keep the vent under the water. We're gonna hold you down here for a while. Come on, you love the water, girlfriend. I know it's warmer than you're used to. That's to get you nice and relaxed. Look at that. Look at that, my pretty girl. There we go. Now, Khaki's a Khaki Campbell. I call her Khaki, not real original. Khaki Campbells lay 340 and eggs a year on the average. And a belly rub. She was feeling a little violated there. I don't really know what I'm looking for, you know? Yeah. So it's hard to say. When I was reading it, it was like, feel around the vent and see if you can feel like a, a hard offending, obviously an offending egg. But yeah. But what if it hasn't come down that far? Or, you know, do they go through spells where they don't lay eggs for a couple of days? Yeah. You know? Sometimes. Uh, so khaki Campbells lay more eggs than anyone else. They lay almost daily. They lay like 340 eggs a year. Right. Her, her particular breed. The Rowans don't, don't um, lay as many, but they tend to drop off in the winter. We usually are pretty consistent about laying in the summer. But we have had a lot of rain, you know, the right. weather change. I mean, it could be anything. The weather has been back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it did get cold there a couple last, days. Yeah, like last so, week it was cold. Yeah. And it may not affect all of them the same. So it could just be that. Just her continually sitting in the coop all the time. Not her, but you know, the other ones continually sitting in the coop all the time. Yeah. Right now, I just kind of want to get them to know that this is not traumatic. You know? Yeah. Let I mean, each we have of them the have a turn. To do all of them, so, yeah. Exactly. With the belly rubs and the warm water. Hmm. 
Can we clean that beak of yours too? Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Here come the boys for you. Yes. I hear them. Say, all right. Time to give our khaki back. Like you've had her long enough. And that's actually the most that the ducks have let me handle them since they were babies. Okay. Really. Honestly. I mean, blueberry all the time. You know, blueberry doesn't care. Yeah. But blueberry's been, you know. We've been through a lot, Blueberry and I. So, uh, but uh, but the other ones, except for when Annie went chasing them one time, um, you know. Because she's a terrorist. Yeah. Do I have them on a cal calcium supplement feeder for when they choose to eat more? Um, so I use their eggshells as their calcium supplement. So I, um, I have to make another batch here again and, and put it out. But uh, yes. And they actually also eat the um, the same grit that the chickens do sometimes. <clears throat> the chickens, it helps them with their gizzards. But then I also have like, you know, supplements for their water and there's like electrolyte supplements and, and whatnot. But yeah, I use their eggshells. I, you know, basically recycle their eggshells as a cal calcium supplement. Um, but calcium, you can't, apparently, and I just learned this a couple of weeks ago, is you can't just sprinkle calcium on the ground, um, you know, for your plants or even for your birds, it, it does nothing. It's just an eggshell. Uh, if in order to release the calcium, you have to soak it in vinegar. Okay. So good to know. Soak the eggshells in vinegar. Um, and, and you can like, you can, um, bake them down or, you know, let them dry out and then grind them up and soak them in vinegar and make like a paste. Okay. And then they, you know, they'll eat, they'll eat that, uh, white vinegar or apple cider vinegar. So anyway, so good to know. Yeah. I mean, cause you've had them now what? <laughs> How long have you had this set of birds? Uh, yeah. Like a year. Uh, just right? about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it'll be a, a year next month. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I was just curious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely next month because you went on. Well, I got them in August. Went on, like no. Oh yeah, that was because they, the, they the... came in the they came in the mail. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I got them in August. That was because so. we were here in July. July. Yes. And well, that was the beginning of July. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, that was when the first flock got. The top, the roof got ripped off the enclosure. The old roof got ripped off the enclosure by a storm and raccoons got in the enclosure and destroyed all the birds. Anyway, so, um, but anyway, so uh, again, we, we started out the week with the anticipation of having a yard sale today. And then we started going through stuff and we realized that we need to organize more. And we have so, I have so much stuff. You understand y'all. I have so much stuff, toys and, um, I mean, I'm not going to put the clothes in the yard sale, but you know, toys and books and games and like, I mean, crazy shit. So, um, so yeah, so we're actually going to do the yard sale and then it rained for three days. So we're going to do the yard sale after I get back from vacation because Mick's only going to let me do it once because he hates yard sales. So oh, I know. we're going to go big, um, and do a huge yard sale and, uh, like, 
probably the end of July or something. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, because it was raining, we went, uh, yeah, I've got Crest Oyster Shells too. Um, we went to, uh, and started organizing the pool house. So of course, Heather doesn't do well with paint fumes. So no, she they don't bother me at all. She tries but, to kill me all the time. Yeah. But I had no problem painting. So anyway. But so, that was after, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we built those shelves. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, yeah. they didn't die until later. At least I got the most important part. Right? True. Yeah. So, uh, so check this out. This is what, this is what we did all week. Coming out of the pool house to organize it, to have a yard sale today. And then it rained for like four days. So yeah, that didn't happen. So, um, you got some, most things under cover, you know, I got a whole bucket of toys soaking right here or a whole freaking trough of toys soaking right here. Um, just pulled the tomatoes out and put in some water, planted the sweet potatoes in here, covered the beds with some red cedar that I found while we were cleaning out the schoolhouse. So they're doing pretty well. The tomatoes down this side, only the big one and really one other one survived. They're just not getting enough sun there. They weren't really big enough to take root. So, oh well, so be it. I might uh, put some of these guys in there instead. So we have a ton of stuff going into a yard sale here soon, but since it rained for three days, we decided instead to organize and clean inside the pool house. We're getting there. So first, first off, this whole thing was this shit full. brown. It was nasty and it was full of things like you wouldn't even believe. So, so we cleared all this out, I painted this nice blue, okay. Clean the kitchen area, even though there's no water, it's still technically like, I guess a kitchen workspace area. So cleaned out the cabinets, you know, all kinds of good stuff. And that's actually the paint. And then started putting stuff away. We built bookshelves out of these pallets and painted them. We still need to secure the top over there. And I was able to fit all of my books on here. Was these like 25, 30 boxes of books. Yeah, something like that. These are uh, these are four deep. One, two, three. A mix of paperback in the front, hardcover in the back. Um, all my cookbooks there. Uh, some of mixed books down here. I mean, all kinds of books. So good heavy duty bookshelves. And uh, yeah, we're moving right along. A couple of amazing finds, if I can find them again. Include, I put it somewhere. Uh, ah, here we go. This is fantastic. We're gonna look at this, some of this today and Freedom Gardens. The Edgar Casey Handbook for Health Through Drugless Therapy. I mean, wow. Let's see when this is from. This is from 1975. You weren't even born. Uh huh. Uh, Edgar Casey. Y'all familiar with Edgar Casey? We'll talk about that. But uh, yeah. Edgar Casey was, they called him the sleeping prophet of Virginia Beach, America's most mysterious man, religious seer, and medical telepathist or clairvoyant. So, medical psychic? Anyway, uh, a medical diagnostician. 
diagnostician, a prophet, and a devoted proponent of Bible lore. So I am very interested to get into Edgar Casey. I will definitely be bringing this book with me on vacation. Like, I think that's probably what I'm going to read. I'm excited. But we'll thumb through a little bit of that today. And uh, yeah, check that out. So, how cool is this? The Edgar Casey Handbook for Health Through Drugless Therapy. I'm uh, by Dr. Arnold J. Riley and Ruth Maggie Broad. Um, the Sleeping Prophets Medically Tested Programs. Okay. So, and there's a couple of, uh, oh, there's a bookmark in here. And I didn't put it there. Obviously, I have no idea where this book came from, honestly, right? Um, I mean, I've had boxes of books in my garage at the old house that hadn't been opened in decades, years. They were in boxes when I lived with you. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2014. Yeah, at least. So probably it was probably like 20 years since I went through these boxes of books. And I just went through all of them and uh and put them all and there's some really cool books in there very interesting you have such an array of just all kinds of shit which i was really enjoying as i was unpacking the books and handing them to you like seeing yeah, yeah. the different types of stuff that you like to read that's a good way to get to know somebody like everybody's like sure. oh if you listen to mute the music that somebody likes you get to know them but if you look at the shit that people read that's like a really good way to mm -hmm. get to know people and i was just like looking i was telling everybody at home i was like man she has such an array of stuff. I said she has like historical romance novels all the way up to like Anita Blake, Vampire Hunter, which is my favorite. And then uh, just like stuff about history, stuff about, you know, Ireland and like all these different things. And it was like, she has so and much then stuff. stuff about like the universe, like mm -hmm. the history of the universe. And right. I mean, things and uh, the his literature, like straight up literature books. I still have all my college textbooks too. Things on writing. There was, and there were some classics in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Books there, there were lots of classics yeah. in there. Um, even found uh, one of the books off of Liam's summer reading list. Right. We talked about that. <laughs> so I gave that to him. Um, but okay. So this is interesting. So I went up to this bookmark, which I did not put in here, by the way. Dude, this book is 595. Hold on. I'm gonna read the book back of this. Um, oh, you said, and this is actually from the, the ARE bookstore, the Edgar Casey handbook. Okay. So it says that uh, Edgar Casey's natural drug-free techniques for restoring a healthy body, mind, and spirit often anticipated the discoveries of modern medical research by decades. Now for the first time, a world famous practitioner with 45 years experience in the Casey therapies combines the renowned psychic's wisdom with his own experience to show you how you can cope with the common cold control arthritis and psoriasis, protect your heart, increase sexual fulfillment, fight fat and fatigue, recontour your figure, banish constipation, enjoy health spa benefits at home, and much, much more. Uh, Dr. Harold J. Riley was the founder director of the Riley Health Institute and Rockefeller Center. For many years, he worked personally with Edgar Casey, applying treatments recommended in Casey's psychic readings. Okay, so opening it up to this bookmark. Let's see. The attitude of the patient is of primary importance in achieving success with the Casey care therapy. Long before the medical profession had generally accepted the concept of psychosomatic illness, Casey recognized the unity of mind, body, and spirit. 
Some of you may remember Adelaide's famous song from the musical Guys and Dolls in which she blames her cold on frustration caused by her lover. Many years before this Broadway success, Casey told a 36-year-old man, when there is the ruffling of your disposition, when there is any anger, it prepares the system so that it blocks the flow of the circulation of eliminating channels. Thus, you can take a bad cold from getting mad. You can get a bad cold from blessing, cursing out someone else, even if it is your wife. And to others, he told the following, for anger can destroy the brain as well as any disease, for it, it is itself a disease of the mind. Uh, question, any other advice or counsel? Answer, only as to the attitude, as indicated for most people, and it is very well here, don't get mad and don't cuss a body out mentally or in voice. This brings more poisons than may be created by even taking foods that aren't good. Question, am I working too hard for my health? Answer, if the body imagines that it is working too hard, it is working awfully hard. But if you will make play out of the work, seeing that as an opportunity, it's not so hard. Question, how can I keep from worrying so much about my wife's health? Answer, why worry when you may pray? Know that the power of thyself is very limited. The power of creative force is unlimited. Interesting. To be sure, attitudes often influence the physical conditions of the body. No one can hate his neighbor and not have stomach or liver trouble. No one can be jealous and allow anger of the same and not have upset digestion or heart disorder. For the powers within must be spiritualized, not that the body is not spiritual minded, but there is the necessity to be spiritual minded and then able to gain control sufficiently over the power of the mind in the body as to cause the vibrations from the atomic structures to produce health-giving forces rather than taking the continual suggestion, I'm sick and I'm going to stay sick. These reactions should be brought about by suggestion as well as application. For no, as was given from the beginning, it is necessary to subdue the earth. Man is made physically from every element within the earth. So unless there is a coordination of those elements in the environs in which the animal man operates, he is out of a tune and some portions suffer. He must contain and command those elements. These are subduing, using, controlling, not being controlled by, but controlling these environs and influences about same. Keep the mind in that condition through the means as has been outlined for the developing of the physical, mental, and spiritual forces, keeping these contacts in that manner that brings the awakening of the physical and its ability to recreate itself that necessary for the developing of the soul and spirit forces through the mental man, ever remembering that the physical must be kept in that way that the mental may manifest. So they're basically talking about the mind over matter factor, right? Because I'm a firm believer that if you have something going on and you are negative about it and you are not positive and you're not trying to look on the bright side and you're not trying and your attitude sucks balls, you are going to feel like shit. I, I'm a firm believer in that. I was, uh, Liana, I will check out that um, Excellent. author. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know what? I tell... I talk about this all the time that there are three parts to every person, mind, body, and spirit, and you are only as strong as your weakest part. So if your mind is weak, your body is, you're never really going to be healthy. If your body is weak, your mind is never going to be as strong as it could have been. If your spirit is weak, you're fucked. Both your mind and your body are going to be inefficient. I think it's very, 
I think balance is one of the biggest issues. Exactly. That we all have. I don't know if it's. I am. I don't know why. I'm so hungry, guys. I'm just sitting over here. Dude, I'm, I'm starving too. Chips, so, so you know, whatever. Spicy dill pickle chips here, if you want some. Yes. <laughs> learn to live with self, and you will learn to live with others. That's like what my mom tells me, Cat Classical Checker. What you know, I, the most profound thing she ever said to me is, "No, I ripped I'm good." Ah. Um, is that uh, you can't ever be happy with. You can't expect someone else to make you happy. If you're not happy with yourself, then you can't ever be happy with someone else. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Like no one can Why make you happy. Why would you give That's... somebody that power? Yeah. Nobody makes you happy. You have to choose to be happy because if you put if you put your happiness in somebody else's hands, I fucking promise you they are going to drop it every fucking time. Mm -hmm. It is your job to make the decision to be happy every day. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. You know? God damn that fucking fly. I, I know. It's so annoying. Who the fuck is Nick so we can shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> Based on the text messages flying through the computer, I would say he's probably still at work. He's having mm -hmm. a late day today because most Saturdays he's home by he's now. He's probably home by now. But, shit to us through the door. No shit. Mm -hmm. Or at least coming in for a beer. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, Lindsay, happiness is definitely an inside job. You're absolutely right. And then uh, classical check as well from the Casey readings. Use the days rather than being used by the days. You know, I like that. We have to work on that. We have time management we do. issues. We do have time management issues. And, so. and again, I go back to what I said. Do we? I, yes, we probably have time management issues. But I also think that we have unrealistic expectations of the things that we can achieve in, in a day. Absolutely. Right? Because yes. I want to get all this shit done. And I'm yeah. lucky if I get like two fucking things halfway done sometimes. Because something... Because life happens. Life, right? It does. Life happens. It does. So, and so, doing projects is, and, and everything, I mean, not everything is a project, right? Like, we're not always building something or planting something, or whatever. Just day to day fucking life shit. It's like, I have yeah. to go do the laundry. Yeah. Dishes yeah. and laundry. Dishes take up a laundry. Lot of time. Dishes, laundry. Dishes, <laughs> laundry. That's all I fucking do. <laughs> and I actually put away my laundry. I, I'm unlike you. About it. Oh, no. I do laundry every week. I do mm, Taylor normally requires three loads. I require one uh, and a load of towels. So, you know, five loads. And then if DJ decides to, you know, toss his shit my way, I'll wash it too. But I try to get it put away and then, you know, I'll get distracted. I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw this load in and then I'll run outside and work on something. And then by the time I get back in, I'm sweaty. I'm gross. I'm going to take a shower and I forget about it and I get stoned and I yep. eat and I go to bed. Like, <laughs> so that's no. what happens. One woman once told me three things a day. So I, I like to make a list, right? So, and and the list can, it lasts as long as it lasts. And I continue to add things to the list. Um, and I, I've, I've been slacking on that lately and I need to go back to it because it, it's so rewarding to cross things off that list. Oh, absolutely. Even if it's something little. No, it, you know, I am a big fan of a list. I, yeah. I did that at work. I like to keep a list of the things that I knew I had to do for the day. Yeah. And then whatever extra assignments that I needed to do at work. So if I had free time, I could be like, okay, I'm work on that project. But no, I'm a big fan of that because it makes you feel better. It's very rewarding. Like yeah. it's an, even if it's not big, you're right. It's, but it's an instant gratification. It's like, oh, I did that. Cross that bitch off. Exactly. You know what I mean, and I mean, sometimes, and that's the other reason why we get tired of doing shit because we have to do the same thing every motherfucking day. 
right? Because See, I mean, I don't, I do, I mean, you know, I, I know do different things you every don't, day, but, but I'm talking about like, as far as like maintaining the house, right? Like those, this are, the, is true. those are the things that you have to do every day. I do them every day. I wash, I clean, I fucking swear to God, I clean that kitchen like three times a fucking day, all the time, I swear. And you spend more time here. That's why I've been here. <laughs> oh, no, fuck you. No, no, fuck you. You have way more dishes than I do. I know, I've been down that road. I know. He used to say that to me all the time. Who comes to somebody's house and washes their fucking dishes? And I was like, I do. Yeah, she does. I do that. That's fantastic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just think we have unrealistic expectations. We're not managing our time as well as we should be. Right. And I think that I think that's really what it boils down to. I think that if we gave ourselves a schedule or like an idea also we get way more shit done when, when we're together us. yeah yeah when yep. not not even just like i can get so much more stuff done when i have somebody to talk to even yeah. if we're not talking about what we're doing but also great for me to fire off ideas and we go back and forth and we are such a fucking shit show like obviously like you know Obviously. we're accident prone around yeah. this bitch i am just as bad i am horrible uh, please i am literally covered in scratches and bruises, bruises it's ridiculous and scratches and all kinds of shit up and down now that i'm going outside i love it i feel so much better now like i go outside every day and fuck around with my plants and everything it's i so mean good. it makes such a difference right. you know it really does um there's this uh doctor in england that i want to bring on here he's the one that was talking about mushrooms and stuff and he talked mm -hmm. about you know vitamin d and stuff or like stuff like that um and he brought up the point, you know, skin cancer. They say that the sun causes skin cancer. They say. If that's the case. Then, I would have it. Then how come people with skin care cancer have the lowest levels of vitamin D? Oh, I definitely have that problem. But Not if you're out in the sun because you right. get and that's vitamin D Listen, from the sun. I lived in Washington for five years. Everybody's vitamin D deficient in that bitch. Yeah, okay. that's why they all die. <laughs> so they're very, because the sun doesn't come out. At all fuck ever i'm i just tell everybody i'm like it just it's just like this gray it doesn't rain mm -hmm. it, i mean it fucking rains but it, it doesn't rain like it doesn't rain time. like southern rain no I, that's what i said i'm like why is it seattling at me and somebody's like what does that mean and i'm like it's just going <laughs> at yeah. me all day like that's how i feel i feel like the motherfucker spitting at seattle spitting at me all day that's how it felt in in washington and, and i was like and i went to my doctor you know i had i had set up a doctor and then i went back you know to follow like I was there for like two years at this point mm -hmm. and it was after because i always do my physical like right exactly around. liana sunscreen causes skin cancer it absolutely does yes. and the higher the spf is the more cancer causing ingredients are in yep. it yeah absolutely 100 percent true yep um zinc oxide is a fabulous natural sunblock that so you can, can add so to lotion coconut oil yeah absolutely and it's not non-burning it's yeah. not that's what it is yeah. for me i just it doesn't matter what I put Coconut in. oil is a natural sunscreen. So um, that's kind of what I was getting at. But vitamin D really, uh, being outside, being in the sun, you'd be amazed at how it improves your mood. Absolutely. Constantly. People are like plants with a, we need sun, we need water. We just have a much broader emotional spectrum yeah. than plants but that is based we are that's basically what we are we need we need sun we need water to survive although i am the worst about drinking water but i'm just saying like it's very similar and when you go outside and now that i am going outside all the time i am not hanging out in my room like i used to like i used to just hang out in my room and like do all my research and dick around and you know mm -hmm. whatever i was doing before especially when uh when i was sick yeah. for that year yeah after covid i like 
never leave my room, right? And I was just getting to the point. And I was like, I told Taylor, I was like, I didn't, you know what? I, I literally could live in this room if I had like a small kitchen area. <laughs> like <laughs> I wouldn't need to go anywhere. And he's like, that, he's like, why? And I was like, it's my safe place. Like being, when you don't feel good, you want to be where you're the most comfortable. Yeah. Right. But now that I feel better, being yeah. in my room drives me fucking bananas. I can't stand being inside. Like, I mean, I can, you know, obviously we're sitting inside the studio right, right now. Right. Um, although I do feel a little better having all the green and the flowers behind us. Right. You know, that natural element. Yeah. But I, like, I have to be out in the fresh air and the sun. I, I could, yeah, honestly, I could never go to jail, if, but I would not go, oh, they let you go out in the yard. Mm, I have to be out there all the time. Yeah, I promise you. Yep. Okay. Mm, oh no, I, I used to have to go visit my mom in prison. So I, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, but uh, let's see. I heard that's vitamin B. Col cell. Cisferol B six. A lot of a lot of uh, vitamin D three ingredient is also used in rat poison. Yes. Uh, I actually heard that as well. Um, I just heard that like two or three days ago. And I was like, whoa, that's some craziness. Um, so yeah, I, vitamin D, that not D3. Vitamin, that is a vitamin D, yes. Sorry. Yeah. I obviously need to go back to work because I am not remembering my fucking generic names. No shit. <laughs> Fuck. Um, or my body is, pur my brain is purging me of that useless information. <laughs> I don't know. So, but the question I have with that is just because that ingredient is used in rat poison, is it itself poisonous or is it used as some kind of a binding agent or something like that? No, we give that to patients all the time who are vitamin D deficient. All, all the time. That's okay. literally all it is, is vitamin D. Uh, one of the vitamin Ds that you contain. We give it all the time. Uh, that's, what is it? 5,000 units or 500,000 units. They take it once a week. For people who are vitamin D deficient. Okay. But also, just so you know, like if you're doing that vitamin D, mm -hmm. right? And I was explaining this to Olivia when her doctor was like, you need, we are not going to continue with this medication right now because your calcium level isn't high enough. So they want, he's like, I just want you to take calcium. And he's like, just, you know, you can just take Tums. And I was like, no, she can't. I was like, first of all, Tums is calcium that your body does not absorb yep. because you have to have vitamin D and with your calcium in order for your body to absorb calcium. And secondly, if you're just telling her to take fucking Tums, she's going to be constipated as fuck. Like, why would you, why would you do that? And I'm like, you're the cancer doctor. Like, get the fuck out of here. Just telling her to take Tums for calcium. What the fuck makes me so mad, but you have to do something like that, like a Caltrate plus D or a calcium supplement with a vitamin D in order for your body to absorb the calcium. Um, doesn't too much calcium cause kidney stones? It can. Absolutely can. Depend. I mean, I don't think that'll be an issue for her. We really just need to rebuild her bones. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. She needs calcium like she nothing else. Calcium. So, um, <laughs> salty sun and milk or get a man. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, so. Nah, that's good for. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I was like trying to read that. I'm like, hmm. Um, so some things we have planned coming up here on the farm, in the garden, my, my project list as it were. Uh, the other book that I found was, and I told you all a little bit about this, was my grandma's 
1961 New York Times cookbook. And I'm so freaking excited. Uh, so I'm I'm going to be cooking a lot out of that. And we'll see how it goes. But it goes back to like the basic basics, like how to make butter and, um, you know, how to make like canning and, and preserving and pickling. I mean, all kinds of things in there. So that's pretty exciting. I, I, I'm, I don't know of any cookbook today that teaches those kind of things. I have one. Like a recent one. Uh, yeah, I, I got it not too long ago. It's like the basics of canning and jarring food okay. or whatever. No, I, no, I mean like one all-in-one cookbook. Like it. Like oh, a, no, there is no all-in-one cookbook anymore. No. And also, and I am absolutely guilty of this. You're not so much, but I'm a big fan of my Instant Pot. But like I was, my son and I were talking about it the other day. And he's like, I, he, he's like, I would love to learn how to cook. He's like, but I want to learn how to traditionally cook. I don't want to learn how to do it fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I get that. And I, I do get that. However, trying to run his front scratch kitchen is really is hard. Really? Because my kids are hard. constantly coming in there like, do we have any food? And I'm like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> Yesterday. And we we're like, have the leftovers. And he's like, oh, you mean the ones that dad's eating right now? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. Those. Those ones. Sorry. I'm my like, man. Go out and pick a salad from the garden. He's like, that's weed. No, it's not. It's salad that we've been elsewhere. But <laughs> like, go pick a salad or, you know, um, it's. I, wish, I can't wait for my shit to start growing. Growing so I can go pick a fucking salad. Yeah. What do you mean? So I need to do quite a bit of work in the East Garden. I need to put more, just, I mean, just little things like, uh, build up the soil around the tomatoes and in the potatoes mm -hmm. and um, cut some borage, that kind of thing. And I want us to work on, finish up the pool house. Yeah. We've got so to finish the pool I house. We've got to organize all the shit for the yard sale. All the shit for the yard sale. And yep. then once that yard sale is done, I want to do the practice run on your cabinets. So mm -hmm. I, I want to paint the cabinets and see how that turns out. And I want to start getting us set up for like, I want to build a couple more shelves maybe or figure out how we want to organize it because I want to start canning and jarring yeah. whatever we can. And that would actually be a really great location to do that mm -hmm. if we had like a hot plate. Or, yep. Or like I was, there's a hot plate right there. Yep, and so. then like I was telling you, I wanted to get one of those portable Sinks. One of those sinks that yeah. you can hook, you hook up a to hose. hose. You yeah. hook a hose up to it. Like we don't need it to do something crazy. We just need to be able to, you know, yeah. wash our hands, rinse the food. Yeah. Fill the pots I, up I, with we water. can even set it outside. We can set it outside. Deal. Exactly. It's right there. Um, um, because I think that that, uh, that is going to be a great area. Not only is it going to be a great area for us to be productive, it might actually just be a great area for to hang out, to hang out. Like yeah. We can, like I told you, I wanted to it's a like, sheet. It's a I was sheet like, shed. I was like, fuck Ryan and his shit over here. We're going to put up these bifold doors, right? And yeah, cover, we're turning this shit up. into a she shed. Actually, because we, got, we got a big thing of um of drywall we can I mean, I'm not worried about all that. Put can, there too. But, but you know. I'm just saying like it would be nice to just be like, okay, this is the area where we just, yeah. and we can do so many different Hang things in there. herbs from the ceiling. Absolutely. Let them dry. I like, can, I can yeah. work on uh, the indoor hydroponics. We can have mm -hmm. some going over here yep. too, you know, so just to see what is going on. Yeah. And I really, really do like my idea for trying to do a mini aquaponics setup, filtering the water from the pond, the pond. Absolutely. Not necessarily that it has to be the crabs like we talked about, although that probably wouldn't be so hard, but I really would like to run that experiment because it's going to go through a filtration system anyway. Mm -hmm. And then the plants 
do what they do to it. And then it goes into the, you know, with the fish yeah. and then the fish do what they do. And now yeah. it's just a big circle. But I want to see, because I feel like that pond is super nutrient rich water. Mm -hmm. And that's why I keep telling you, I'm like, it's so full. It's like, it comes up to your deck sometimes as if we should be utilizing this yeah. and filtering. Like, I know there's a, there's a pump somewhere in the we pool house. I just have to it. find it. Yeah, I think we can pump it and, you know, put it through a filtration system and use it yeah. in your garden. Like if even I'm not saying that we're going to drink that shit because that shit ain't fucking happening. No, but <laughs> we would be great for I think it would be great for your plants. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. I agree. Um, it, we can use soaker hoses. I just need to I honestly need to find the pump and we put a big uh, a hose on one end with like a big cone and a mesh screen on the right, top right, to catch all the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And then that pulls it through and, um, and then it, you know, goes through the soaker hoses into the gardens. So I'm all about that. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I think we should do that. I mean, I did, I, just, I think, I think we talked about it. Like, I need what, to find this ago? stupid pump. It's well, maybe it's in the, maybe it's in the pool house. It is in the pool house somewhere. Where to find it? We just haven't gotten that far yet. Where to find it. So we'll, we'll get there. Why did I just do that? That's great. Anyway. Um, and then on the porch where, I generally live the most. Um, yes. I, uh, we're going to build shelves across. I used to have drapes up at the dog's torn, torn down. Okay. Pointless. Um, we're going to build herb shelves across. Oh, I'm so excited. Right. And then we'll, we'll put like the lemongrass and lavender and, um, all kinds of things to keep all kinds of different bugs away. Uh, cause I was looking at our favorite place to be. And there's just it's so many freaking tests. Screened in porch, which is not so screened in anymore because yeah, the dogs of when the they were puppies, stupid. they were assholes. Right? Yes, they still are. I hey, we're not hey, my dog you know ate the fucking couch this morning while I was in the shower. Yeah, so I know they're assholes. Uh but some plants that keep bugs away. So rosemary keeps mm -hmm. away fleas and ticks, peppermint. I need to plant more peppermint. Keeps away spiders, mm -hmm. mosquitoes, and ants. Yes. Catnip keeps away mosquitoes. You could definitely go for some catnip as well. Uh, lavender keeps away moths, fleas, flies, and mosquitoes. Basil keeps away mosquitoes and houseflies. I need to plant basil all over the place. And marigolds keeps away mosquitoes and aphids, which is why I have marigolds all around my tomatoes because it keeps away the aphids. But um, like we're going to start planting, you know, in the house uh, and on the porch, all these herbs too as a trying to find a natural bug repellent well, because there's so much. Um, Lindsay, I, I haven't though. started the mushroom garden yet. Mick's got a line on some big old logs. We're supposed to be dropping them off. And then uh, I got to get the plugs and then, yeah, I will start the mushroom garden. It's, that's coming. We have to clear out. That's another thing on the project list is we have to clear out the back area behind the shed. Hey, I kept telling you, I want to get a bush hog and rip that shit out. I, I'm, you know, I'm actually, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, or something anyway. Something. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a bit of, there's a lot of stuff in there. Shit. And I was sitting there. Raspberries, all kinds of stuff. Like, Vines and. Right. And yeah. that's just like already fucking there. Yep. That was there before you didn't plant that stuff. So that's kind of cool. But at least we know that that shit will grow. Yeah. So when you, when we do clear that out, we, we know that you mm -hmm. know, it's nutrient rich soil and we'll be able to use it to continue to grow your plants. And we can put, uh, you know, maybe another planter box, planter box back there. That would be perfect for it and grow oh, like. shit. Fuck. Hmm. I, I was supposed to message the guy about oh, more, um, more pallets today. Okay. I totally forgot about it. We talked about it in the truck, but then yeah. I forgot. Oh, well, that oh, happens. Well, you can still message him. It's only, you know. I know. It's not that late. But 
anyway. Um, and then, uh, so we need to clear out that back area and what else do I need to do? Oh, I need to rake up a whole bunch of pine straw and put it all over everything basically. Um, and yeah. So, oh, and I'm converting my arrow gardens into salad beds. Yes. So I'm going to pull the tomatoes that are in there now and they're huge. And I think I'm going to put them in hanging baskets. Okay. Because they're so long anyway. I want to respond to Liana here. Huh? Uh, I actually am doing uh, hydroponic experiments at home already in my greenhouse. That's what's going on in there at the moment. So I start seedlings and I've been trying to figure out which way I like to start them the best. And then I take X, Y, and Z and I plant it in the dirt. And then I take one or two and I am doing a... Uh, seeing how they grow hydroponically. I have, um, I tried the nutrients. I wasn't super cool with all of the different chemicals mm -hmm. and neither were my plants. Yeah. So I actually have this natural organic compost tea mm -hmm. that I order. It's super concentrated. I mix it. It's, you know, yep. It makes 64 gallons of fertilizer is what it can make. So I use that and I use that in the water and my plants love it. Like everything that I have going hydroponically right now, they love that shit. So I'm, and I like it because it's natural. Yeah. And I don't have to sit here and fuck around with it. I want to learn how to make compost tea. So. Oh, I do too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's, that'll, that'll be a, that'll be a future episode coming up soon. How to learn how to make compost tea. And yeah. in fact, I would say I listened to uh, union of the unwanted their most recent one this week, mm -hmm. which was homesteading and farming. And there are, maybe it was from last week. Um, and it was, it, it was fantastic. There's so many great ideas. We might be taking a trip down to Orlando to, to see this farm that they have, this bioregenerative farm that this guy's running down there um, outside of Orlando. It's only like four hours from here. So yeah, we can do that. Stay with my, my uncle and you know, yeah. no big deal. We still have that bioregenerative um, farm over there in South Carolina. In yeah. That I have <clears throat> But I haven't been able to get over there. I really need to do that. But this, do this guy this. really focuses on um, building your soil. That's what she does. She's and, very big yeah, on that. She's very big on that. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to pick her brain. I really do want to get her on the show. I've yeah. tried emailing her, but she doesn't. So I'm, I think I'm just going to call. Maybe I'll go over there yeah. one of these days and see if I can't get. I would just not because I mean, I'm not going to be a competitor. Like what I'm what we're trying to build yeah. with the outreach totally. is not gonna be it's, it's self-sustaining it's, it's self -sustaining. not it's not to be selling produce right. and I mean, shit like that i mean, we'll I mean we will some, have we'll but, have to because yeah. you know we have to be able to make enough money to maintain we're non-profit but we have to make enough money to maintain yeah what we're doing and we'll have something like a crop there for just for that bamboo or Absolutely. Like you know I was some alfalfa something hay something, something. That but that'll be on and sell. its own acres and that'll be set, like i mean it'll be part of the farm but it will be just for it'll be really just to maintain yeah. the income for during the time right now like yeah we, in the beginning we're gonna be making shit you yeah. know what i mean exactly like we gotta get everything started we gotta get everything growing i gotta you know and we yep. gotta whatever we need to do get it set up which is why i'm pushing so hard i really want this by the end of the year um so we've got a couple of things going on there as you know mm -hmm. um so i just really think that we would need to do like i was reading about the bamboo like like farming bamboo we do like 10 acres 20 acres whatever however many acres depending on how many acres we have 
in order to use that as an income. Because they're because they're they have they're asking people to grow bamboo because they need it because they're using because first of all bamboo they use is it for regenerative. so much like, now you, it's not destroying anything. So it when you takes cut, when over you, everything though yes, when you harvest the bamboo it goes back. Yeah, immediately. It's not. It's not like I cut turn around. Forest, it's grown back, and it you know it's yeah. not growing back. So that's that's one of the reasons why I like it because it you know it's regenerative, self sustaining. You know, I like that, and also I uh, would because I want us to be solar on the farm. I'm going to be looking for a sponsor for that, but there's also a ton of companies that are looking for or maybe hydroelectric. There's that too. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. Yeah, that's why I want us to have multiple water sources yes. naturally i want water us to have multiple power on, sources yeah i want us to have multiple water sources on the land yeah for shit like that yeah you know what i mean um so yeah i was thinking about maybe offering x y and z acreage for you know lease, not like basically leasing it out in order for them to use they want to do solar like if they want to do a solar solar farm mm -hmm. they want to do solar panels there is no reason why we couldn't do something like that lease x y and z land to them to keep the money coming in to maintain the farm right because because what are we going to do i keep telling everybody, I was like yeah we can get grants but what happens when the money runs when out there's no more grants yeah you know we have to be able to sustain ourselves absolutely we have to be able to pay our salaries we have to be able to pay our bills we have to be able to get to market all of these things right so i'm just trying to find multiple avenues to bring in revenue mm -hmm. i'm still i'm still determined that we're going to have about a half a dozen Air, uh, little Airbnbs mm -hmm. on the property because that is a good source of revenue and it's a great way to have people come and learn on the farm. Yep. If because that's that's what the chick's doing over originally. She's literally doing everything I want that to be you doing do. except yeah. for the outreach. That is the only thing that she's not mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. Um and then I was also listening to Sarah Westall's business game business game changers podcast. And I, I sent Heather the link to this one uh, with this guy, Paul Hutchinson, who is the gentleman uh, billionaire who put up the money for the sound of freedom movie that we'll be watching on the 4th of July, not here in the theaters. We'll play it here as soon as it's released on uh, angel studios, but um, we'll, we'll start. We're, we're going to go see that shit in the theaters. Very excited. But uh, he also has that, facility down in Mexico where they are treating vets with psilocybin and sassafras. Right. That's what you were telling me. I really and that. I mean, we, yes. yeah, you really do. Cause oh, I will, we, we really need to like, I mean, I know that's, that's been mixed big pushes. He really wants to help veterans the same Absolutely. way that he's that been is, the, the same way that he's been helped. You know, you want to help survivors of trauma and teenagers. Cause that's what you've been doing your whole life. Mm -hmm. I want to help the animals. I want all the animals. I want all the animals. Because that's too. what well, I've been doing. All, hold on. <laughs> we all know that I like the animals way more than I like the humans. However, and yes, these are the humans that we have. They're our future. They're our future. And if they're the future, they are. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's it. And also, again, had we, not we as in me and you, but had people like me who grew up like I did, mm -hmm. had other opportunities. Like I didn't end up in foster care or anything, luckily, because my mom didn't completely lose her fucking shit until after I moved out. When you I was didn't 18. end up in foster care because, because nobody listened to me because CPS didn't catch up with your parents. Basically <laughs> because everybody in my house would lie. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would have ended up that way, but yeah. And I just, you know, like I was telling you, I was like, I don't, I don't know if you guys watch shameless. 
the the show. I fucking love that show, right? And I, I always joke around and I was like, oh, that's like white trash at its finest, right? Because it's fucking hilarious, but it is so true. Like people really do fucking live like that. And I'm telling you this because if I didn't make the decision to move out of my mother's house when I was 18, that would have been my fucking life. Mm -hmm. I was like, and all I've ever done my whole life is try to do everything I could do to not be like her. So I just feel like these are things that we could be doing. These are like shit like that happens. People are out there. Yeah. You know, they're having to, you know, do whatever it is they have to do. So they have a place to sleep, a place to stay. Well, those are the kids that fall through the cracks and end up in sex trafficking and, you know, fucked up all kinds of shit. So I think yeah. that, that that's one of the reasons why I want to do it because you need to let them know. You can't just throw them out of out there. foster care at the age of 18 and say, they actually that. don't. They actually don't. They, they get, they can stay until they're 21, but who the fuck wants no, none of them want to stay in government until they're 21. No, absolutely You know what not. I mean? I mean, some of the places, like Kappa is really great. They really are. Um, but they can keep them till they're 21. But there are no real resources for yeah. these kids when they leave. Like they, if they're not like academically gifted and able to go to college. And obviously if they had family support, they wouldn't have been in the foster system. In the, Not saying that there's no family support, but- they obviously were taken out of a bad situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily sure that a lot of those kids, when they try to go back, it doesn't work. I had a very long talk with um, Tina over at Kappa about that. And they just, you know, they end up not being able, not A, not healing from the trauma that they went through. Because let's be real, I don't care how hard the social workers try. There's too many kids and not enough people helping them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and 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 not and it's not their fault. Like they are just mm. overwhelmed because guess what? Nobody wants to be a fucking social worker. They are trying to push so social work really hard. If you want to be a social worker, you have to be passionate about it, and you have to and figure no one, out how no to control. And see that that shit drives me crazy. Those are the only ones I really do want. Yeah. I fuck changing diapers and wiping asses. And first no. of all, I need to, like I have to be able to know that you can cuss her. I'm in a fucking swear up a fucking storm and when i say this my son and i my son talks just like i do we talk to each other the same fucking way i talk to dj like i talk to you but he's 26 but he's i know but i but on the other since hand, he was like 16 we talked to connor like that too and he's right. 16 exactly so, that's how you know. it started you know when dj yeah. once they become a teenager they're actually like real not human so much. he knows he's not allowed to say certain words right we don't censor ourselves but we don't him. censor him he just knows he's to the, censor himself until exactly. he's until his balls drop right Basically. Once the little chubby cheeks go, then, yeah. it's, then it's time. Yeah. Uh, no, and I, that's one of the main reasons why I want to work with teenagers. But it's not even really just teenagers. It's like those kids that are just going to transition out and have nowhere to go. That's have, it. And have no skills to take with them. And, you know, I get that because I find that I, for a long time, my house was like a halfway house for on, teenagers. exactly the same. I know. You and I are literally the only, me, you, and Courtney. Yeah. Are like the only ones that I know that are like us. My you dad know? used to tell me all the time, he's like, Heather, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop taking people and you got to stop caring about everybody. And I was like, but you're asking me to fundamentally change who I am as a person. I was on, like, that's not who I am. My house was, my house had a revolving door for people in need. And it was, you know, friends and family. Um, like, all of my cousins at some point lived with me and some of their friends, like my friend Katie, when she was 16 or 17, like she was in a really bad family situation. And I was like, well, come live here. Her mom right. didn't give a fuck, you know, Right. really didn't care. Um, 
and she lived with me for a while. She was Connor's nanny. Right. Helped me raise him uh, when he was a baby. Um, one of Connor's friends, I just, I found out. And I honestly, I wish I'd known this years ago because I would have had a daughter. But she, and it was one of those things, like he went into private school and she was still in public school and, you know, they were six, seven, eight, they eight, they lost touch, right? That's what happens. And then they reconnected later because we still live generally in the same area. Um, and they saw each other at a game and they both had a phone and they're, you know, then they became friends again. Mm-hmm. They've been friends since they were two. But apparently when she was, I don't know, eight or so, eight or nine, her mom decided she didn't want her anymore. She couldn't handle her. She was too... You know, she was, she was a wild child or whatever. Um, she's gorgeous. Is that really? I don't know. And so her mom gave her to her grandma and, um, you know, grandma was fine with it. Grandma was basically raising her at that point anyway. Um, and mom gave her to her grandma and then grandma did fine with her until she like fell and broke her hip. Some had some kind of major medical issue and couldn't handle teenager. So she went into foster care. And so Connor last night tells me, he's like, oh Yeah. You know, this girl really loves you. She wants to be like you when she grows up. And I was like, well, obviously that's because she recognizes how awesome I am. <laughs> and he's like, no, look. and Super she, humble over here. Totally. She sent him a text message and she's like, I love your mom so much. I, I totally want to be here when I grow up. And I was like, I love her too. I just wish she wasn't jabbed because the foster family she ended up in was two lesbian moms, that. which is fine. I don't give a shit who you live with, who you love, whatever. You do you, but the fact that she was in foster care, that she was in the system, she was required to get vaccinated. That's what I was explaining to you because all of those kids she's that on are in foster care peach are care. on Medicaid. Yeah. They're on state-funded Georgia Georgia Peach Care. And that is the demographic that they target. It's They target old people mm-hmm. and children. Not even just children. Anybody. I mean, anybody well, who's on but Medicaid. Think about it. Children think that are on it. Medicaid at the, on Peach Care are low-income children. They are low-income children, and I'm not being mean, mm-hmm. but they want to sterilize times, them now so that they don't have to continue to. I mean, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but the problem is that, and, I, and I'm not trying to generalize this, and this is not what I'm saying, but a lot of the people that I have met over the years that are continually on Medicaid and, and, and that cycle doesn't break. It is because they are in low income areas and they are undereducated and and they just listen to whatever it is the doctor tells them. And when you have a foster care kid, you have to do what What the the social workers tell you have to do. Like it's not a choice. You have to do that or else you are not their foster parent and they, you don't get foster anymore. The other reason that we want teenagers coming out of foster care, because Mm -hmm. I don't want the government to tell me, you know, what I need to inject into these children. Fuck you very much. Right. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. If I'm bringing kids in under my care, they're my kids. I will treat right. them like they're my kids. I will love them like they're my kids. I will swear at them like they're my I, kids. I will talk <laughs> to them like they're my kids. You know what? Um, I'll beat them like they're my kids. Mm. And it could be very much, but I'm like, you know. yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, because our kids get me with a pool noodle, right? Fuck, <laughs> like, fucking wrapping paper tube. That's about all we get. You know, I mean, I, I thought we thought I thought about fostering, but again, I, do. I don't don't want the government in my. I would rather adopt them all. Oh, I agree. 
you know, because then the government agree. can fuck off. I absolutely agree. I just, I don't know. I, what they're doing to our kids, I'll tell you. It's just everything. It's not even just what they're doing. It's just the lack of, what did we talk about in the car? The lack of family values. Yes. <laughs> this is a huge, huge, huge lack of family values. And we discussed how like in different cultures, it is like beat into them that their family is everything, even if their family is toxic and shitty and whatever. So they're not taught to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not taught that they can say this is a toxic situation and I don't want to have to continue to take care of these people or interact with them. That is very common in other cultures. However, here when people you, like us, you know, white here, people here, people go around with bumper stickers saying, um, you know, or get their parents bumper stickers saying, uh, be nice to me now because I'm going to choose your nursing home later. I mean, it's not a lie, right? It's I mean, not it's a lie. not a lie. Like, really, people don't think about it. I had read this uh, article and I, I don't really know. It was like a it was just like a little blurb. And I, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something about this chick was telling her mom how something that she said to her when she was 16 years old stuck with her and hurt her so deeply that she carried it with her her whole life. And the mom doesn't remember saying it all. She's like, I don't remember that fucking happening. And it said what you, and it was so common. The person who says it, the hurtful thing, it was just a temper tantrum. You were mad, you were angry, you were whatever it was, and you said something super shitty. You don't know how long that sticks with mm -hmm. people. Like you have no idea how much this shit fucks up our kids. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like they carry that around with them forever because they don't learn to not love their parents. I mean, eventually we learn to not love our parents, but uh, eventually, eventually what it learn, turns out is they, they end up not loving themselves. Eventually you learn That's in some situations is. that it's okay to not love your parents. It is okay to not love your parents. Yeah. If they're shitty people. If they're shitty people. Mm -hmm. No, it's absolutely okay. I And I say that about anybody. I don't really care. And, and like we talked about it in the car, I have not a lot of family left. Mm -hmm. Right. And like I made, I built a family. Like I built is, a family of friends. This is my family here. Mm -hmm. I have a family in Washington. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, and I have people all over like Courtney, she's my family. See, and, but the difference is, you no, know, I, right. These are the people like, that I know still support me morally yeah. and as a person and love me as a person, not the idea of what, you know, whatever they don't have. And if you, there's no genetic tie, you know, like we stay yeah. in contact and we love each other because that is what family is. It yeah. doesn't have anything to do with blood. I have family. I have, I have a ton of family. I don't know. And yet it can. I mean, you honestly, you were born into a fucking shitty family. Yeah. I mean, my dad's a good guy. Your dad's a good guy, my but that's a good guy. Um, your, your mom was crazy. She was bipolar. Absolutely. Satan's handmaiden. Yeah. And untreated mental health condition. Um, your sister's was a fucking raging cunt for the longest she still is. Um, she's gotten a little better, but she still she's still lots of fun when she's drunk. Yeah. Um, you know, you weren't raised with those kind of family values that you were just speaking of. I, and I, I and I know that, you, that sounds shitty, but I actually my parents actually did instill a lot of really yeah. strong values into me my mom didn't turn into a complete i mean she was always a fucking crazy bitch but uh she didn't like i said she didn't you know get fucked up on the meth and that mm -hmm. shit until after i moved out and there's a i don't know who's watching this show and i guess doesn't matter air it all out mm -hmm. so if you know me and you watch this show 
and you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. I was the one that reported my mom as a meth dealer and had her sent to prison. Good. Good. Because I lost my cousin at such a young age. Yeah. And Good. I knew it was because of that. Mm -hmm. And that, and I have to tell you, the best relationship I had with my, and she still does, she doesn't owe me much, but she's got to fucking know by now. She's dead. But yeah, uh, she, nobody, I never told anybody. I never told anybody because I was like, everybody's going to think I'm a fucking piece of shit. How can you do that to your mom? It's the best. And it was the most, it was probably the most selfish. Th it was the most selfish thing that I could do because I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of losing my family to this bullshit. I'm just tired of it. So I, that's what I did. And that was the best, like I said, that whatever mm -hmm. year or so, cause she didn't go to prison right away. She was put on probation and then she, and then she violated her probation, her probation because she, she went tested to jail. dirty. And so she went to prison for a year or whatever, uh, however long she was in there. And you know, I'm, I'm a decent fucking person. I try really hard to forgive mm -hmm. people and put myself in their shoes all the time. So I did. I was the only one who had, you know, like, I was the only one that was approved for visitation. I would go see her every Friday before I had to go to work. I would go see her every Friday. And, you know, that was, you know, after mm -hmm. like we were writing back and forth. And it wasn't like we never talked. I fucking ugh, tried so hard. Like I know not, you did. not one, I swear to God, not one phone call ever ended without me being like, oh my God, fuck you. <laughs> That's just, it's just how it was. She was just. She was the type of person, and I said this, like it, it breaks my heart to know that she never, ever found any form of happiness or joy because she was just, she struggled so hard with because mental health. Because she was health, never happy with was herself. Crazy. And yeah, no, she, yeah, she was crazy. And she was not treated right. And it was just like, I tell mm -hmm. everybody all the time, these generational curses. And everybody's like, what does that mean? I was like, it all the bullshit that you- Absolutely real. It is absolutely real. It is our job to break the cycle and do something better for our kids. Yes. That is our job. You can't say, well, that's just how I was raised. Fuck you. I don't care how you were raised. It is your, you turned 18 years old. Anything and everything that you do from that fucking day on is who you are and who you fucking choose to be. Yes, you have to go through some shit. Believe me, my fucking journey has did. not been fucking easy. Yeah. I've fucked off shit more more times than I can count. Mm -hmm. You learn from that shit, but you don't go back and be the person who broke you. You you look like people who are in bad neighborhoods and it's like, well, that's all I know. Well, I don't I don't buy that. I don't buy that you are this person by circumstances. You can make that decision. Anybody can make that decision when they're an adult. Like, okay. You don't want to interact with these people in your family anymore. You don't want to be like your family. So you want to make something out of yourself. You have to own that shit and you have to fight for it every day. Because if you don't, you are going to be just like them. You are never going to make anything out of yourself. And I hate saying that to people because it sounds so fucking shitty. Because I believe that the person you are is the person you choose to be. Mm -hmm. Yes, people have addictions and all this other stuff. And they didn't pick that per se. And I can say that out loud because mm -hmm. I used to do all kinds know, of stuff, all yep. kinds of things. Yep. Right. So I say that because I made a decision one day when DJ, I don't know how old DJ was. He was young, fairly young. Cause I did used to interact with my mom's family quite a bit. And, um, and she, you know, I would get high with her sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, that I made that decision. I was like, you know what? I don't, like, what am I doing? Like, why would I do this? I did everything I could to not be like this bitch. Like, why did I let her fucking suck me back in to this fucking bullshit, bullshit? Right. And I was just like, that was it. I was done. 
I just, but that's how I am with everything. Like I go fucking balls to the wall with whatever it is. And then when I'm done, I'm, done. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. This is no fun. Right. And when I do that, and then, and that was when I made that decision. I was like, I have a kid. I have a house. I bought my first house when I was 20 years old. Why am mm -hmm. I letting this bitch fucking suck me back into this bullshit? But it was because I had this constant being told that that's your mom. You it, you can't do that. That's your mom. I hate that fucking saying. You can't do that. That's your family. Fuck you. Why don't you say to her, you can't do that. That's your daughter. You can't do that. That's your family. They don't do that. Everybody turns it around on the kid that it's our fault and it's our job to maintain a relationship with someone that's toxic. And that is absolute bullshit. Nobody should have to do that mm -hmm. at all. And when a kid tells you that they are not comfortable around somebody and they don't want to be around them, I don't care how old they are, you don't make them be around that person. That's just what it comes down to. Absolutely. You have to give them the opportunity to know at an early age that they are able to be their own person. And so many people don't do that. Like DJ says to me, he's like, I don't think that we, sh we should have been taught growing up that we need to do what we're told. I said, first of all, you need to clean your room when I fucking tell you to, which he doesn't <laughs> and he never has. Yep. Right. I said, but no, I absolutely agree. I said, don't ever like never just do what you're told because somebody said that that's what you have to do. I said, never compromise yourself. I was like, I have done, I have had to do work jobs and do all these things that I didn't want to do because I had to. Because I'm the person that believes if you squeeze out a child, you should support it. So I did that, right? But also I had to, you know, I had to tell him, I was like, you know what? You have to make that decision. Like, yes, I agree. You shouldn't just do what you're told, but you also have to follow rules and guidelines depending upon where you are in your life. If you're at home, there's rules at home. If you're at school, there's rules at school. But don't ever just do something just because somebody told you to, just because of whatever always like you why. have to listen like ask fucking why I why don't my kids ask why until until you understand or you can be like no what fuck mm -hmm. you until you get an answer that is satisfactory for you for you you understand why and if someone doesn't give you the an answer that you like the first time ask why again ask, again. ask another ask the question in a, in different, a different way, way right just keep don't just blindly follow people. i can't blindly do anything and uh, you know it's raising an independent, well-mannered teenager is really it's difficult. It's really fucking like, hard. It's so dichotomous. You know, you're like, okay, well, you know, I want you to to you know act properly and and you know, I want you to behave, but I also yeah, want you want to be you a to be, fucking adult at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Like, and I that's want you really to behave. I want you to listen to us, but I want you to be independent and make your own decisions. It is like, a very fine line. It is extremely it really is. hard. It is very hard. To, to do that because you want to raise people who are free thinkers because there's way you know, too many people out there who aren't, right? Last night, I got to say, I was so proud of Mick and Connor, okay? Mm -hmm. you, you know, they are not even close to the same person. They are like... They uh, are so far apart. And yes, completely, really okay? Um, and that's fine. And Connor has been raised to be very independent. Well, I mean, uh, Ryan was in the service and gone for a bulk of his Connor's life. impressionable the, the young first age. Six so years, we did. which is where they they really where you you get the most, right? So. And and we and we collectively really mm -hmm. did just teach them to be independent, yeah, self entertaining, yeah, people, yeah, right? Like we like. So, and I know that that sounds like. What do you mean self entertaining? Like first of all, kids 
let them fucking get bored so they can figure out their own shit. They do not need to be stimulated 24 fucking seven. We are ruining their fucking brains with electronics Absolutely. and bullshit. But and no, coming no, from me, who as soon as I wake up, I pick up my phone. But I, I want to tell you about what happened last night at the dinner table. After, well, at the dinner table, Connor was leaving. We were done. So always where we have the best conversations. Absolutely. So, I enjoy the dinners. Yeah. So we brought up that, because um, the kids are not flat earthers, right? The kids... Liam, actually, Liam is much more open-minded. He thinks the earth is probably shaped like a donut, which um, from what I understand is probably the closest to accurate, to be quite honest, from what I'm more and more that I'm understanding. I have to ask this question and please don't Mm -hmm. think that I'm being a dick to you because I do not agree with your flat earth theory. And that's fine. I don't have to. Hold on. Hold on. Every single day you Uh have eyeballs. Yeah. That can look up at the sun yeah. and see that it's round. Yeah. And you can look up at the moon and you can see that it's round. Well, you and can you see can that look, it's a round disc anyway. And you can look up at, but it, you can, it's different all the time. It's never the, the same. The moon isn't. The, you only ever see one side of the moon. I just feel like if they're round, why would other planets not be? Round? Well, not to say that the earth isn't round. It is round, but it's a flat plane and stationary. Do you know that you, do you know that if you were looking you know straight, that... you can only see 25 miles ahead of you because of the curvature of the earth? That's not true. Because if you stand on one end of Lake Michigan, you can see Chicago and that's more than 25 miles. If you stand on the opposite side of Chicago on Lake Michigan, I've never been there, on the so shore of Lake Michigan, and you look at Chicago across Lake Michigan, you can see the whole thing right there at the battery. Not even just like the skyline way mm-hmm. up. No, you can see level the battery. Like flat. I said, these are things yeah. that I have to mm-hmm. see for myself. But, but today, 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 mm-hmm. this is what we brought up to the kids. Uh, scientists from La Quinta Columna right. are presenting evidence that the earth is flat and stationary. Right, and that the Gleason map from 1892 is actually correct. Yes, tension seeker, round but not spherical. Exactly. Maybe half spherical or some kind of a, a dome, the firmament on the top uh, over it. But uh, that's why I say it's flat and round and globe at the same time, right? It's flat, mm-hmm. but it's like like okay. a snow globe, okay? okay. Um, so anyway, we started talking about this. And Connor at first was like, blah, 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 full shit. But then since there's actual scientists that are presenting this evidence, then they started talking about, well, radar and um, radar and, and radio waves and frequencies and things like that. And the next thing I, and it started out like at one point, I mean, they were yelling at each other, like straight. Oh, yeah, you, absolutely. You know, make, it, make it loud. So, you know, and you, you come at him he gets louder and connor is loud person not quite either like connor like, i mean connor doesn't get loud he just stands his ground he's just like and he should he 100 stands his ground because he's already been in a fist fight with his dad and he's like what he's what's he gonna do fucking punch me again i don't care i what are you doing? i right. beat the, i i i held my own last time i can do it again right no and i, I <laughs> I've, I've talked to connor not necessarily about mm-hmm. that in any way but i did tell him i was like i know that you have very your dad has very strong parenting mm-hmm. styles, right? And I, and I said, and I, but I want you to know that just because, and this is no, this is not a blow to you, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. It's not a blow to anybody, but just be, and it's basically goes back to what I was saying. I was like, just because this is who your parents are does not mean that you always have to agree with them. If yeah. you don't agree, you can disagree or you can say, I don't agree with you, but I don't 
want to argue about it either. You can agree to disagree. You can agree to have different opinions. You can agree to have yeah. different beliefs. I'm the only because one that can get away with not arguing with Mick. Because okay. that's how I, that's how I do everything. You can't, like, you I can't. I try to see things from another perspective. And if I still don't agree with you, because I am very open to that. If mm -hmm. you think something, I want you to tell me why you think that thing. Because if it's different than what I'm thinking and you know something that I don't fucking know, then I want to know it. And if I know something you don't know, then I want to fucking tell you. That's just who well, I am. By the end of this conversation, like, again, they got loud for a minute. Of right? course. They're getting through. And I was like, hey, there's no need to get angry. Like every once in a while, they do like, get hated. I'd be like, hey, there no no need to get angry about this. Like this is this is all theoretical science. Like right. no need to get angry. Calm down. It's okay. Um, and they they take it down. But by the end of it, they were they actually Connor almost came on to our side. Okay. He was there mm -hmm. because they were discussing, like, if this is true, then how do you bounce radar around the earth? Because radar actually goes in a, a straight line. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then what, if, and Connor's like, well, what if that's what satellites are actually used for? And then they started talking about the the physics of, of having like mirror relays on satellites for radar signals and that's I mean I would think that that actually is actually what they're for anyway like I really feel like and that's they, something that's that could be accurate from, in like, the first place it doesn't may not have yeah. anything to do with the shape of the fucking planet but I just really think yeah, that yeah. that's like but a smart thing to do like why would you not use mirrors to reflect a signal from somewhere else to direct it someplace else mm -hmm. I mean we do shit like that all the time because here's the deal understand this all radar systems are based on the premise of flat earth. If you go and look at all like the NOAA systems and all the military systems, everything coming out of the Navy, um, mm -hmm. the air force, everything. Mm -hmm. And you go and you look in their documents. It's all based on a flat earth. It's all based on a flat plane. Every single one. Like I said, I will have to, I know you'll have to do your own research. That's mm -hmm. fine. I understand. Mm -hmm. So, um, you can't anyway. always get me on your side, but no, I know. it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, Lindsay, I know it's a hollow honeycomb. It's, that's cool, too. Um, but it, it, I was really, I was really impressed um, by how both of them came around. Like, they're really starting to develop a legitimate relationship. And it's really hard for teenage boys to do with their dads. Especially with Mick, of all people. I mean... <laughs> that is so very accurate. He loves me. And that is great because yeah. I love him too. But yeah. we fucking hate each other all at the same time. Absolutely. I know we fucking do. Yes. Like, uh, and I, I understand now, like I've been noticing more because I actually get to spend a whole lot more time with you mm -hmm. guys now. Um, and I'll, like, you have to think, like I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with him when I lived with you because he would only come home on leave. Yeah. And then, you know. And then I, it was, we were always just trying to spend time together. We were always, and then, and then him and, 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 then blah, blah, him and I yeah. would be out on the patio getting drunk on fucking Bloody Marys. And the yeah. next day we were hungover having to take care of the kids. The good time, right? Exactly. So, and then I got to spend a lot of time with him in Punta Cana when we went on mm -hmm. vacation. And that was, that was really good. And now I understand why. And, but now like looking back and like thinking about what Taylor says to me about how me and Ryan are when we're having a conversation or yeah, whatever we're doing with each other. I understand why everybody thinks that him and I are brother and sister. I absolutely do because we fight like that. Well, yeah, we fight like brother and sister and he all, and he, but he hates when it's two wives against him because that happens too. That right? does happen. It sometimes. happens. It happens. It does. Uh, but no, I get it. You, but 
you know what? Again, he's the family that I choose. Yeah. Because we have very similarly strong personalities. Yes. Yes. Um, so, you know what time it is? It's 429. It is. Bitch. You want to get hot? Absolutely. Let's do this. People. Oh my God. I've been hearing myself come out of DJ's mouth a whole lot more lately. He's probably not watching the show because if he hears that, he'll be mad. All right. See, my timing is so much better than Mix. <laughs> he always fucks that up. All right. For Justin, I'm sorry you never got to meet Justin. Yep. Yep. You'd have loved him. Everybody loved him. <coughs> Y'all know this. <coughs> the best. Again, things do and don't happen for a reason. I know. Because that I know could have been a problem. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know. And you know me, I love a fucking project. I know. Whether it's a human one or otherwise. <laughs> Justin's problem was that he was a project that he didn't tell anyone about. I normally know, though. Yeah, I know, I know. I know, too. That's yeah. why we stayed longer trying to help him. We were only supposed to be there a day, and we stayed, like, four, yeah. you know. Um, but... There's only so much you can do in four days. Do you have the same problem I do? Mm. When you are, and, and I think we talked about this, when you are out in public and you're like at the grocery store or, you know, I don't know, do you shop at fucking Target? Are you one of those bitches? Fuck Target. Okay. Fuck Target. Like, oh, that's right. We don't shop there. Shit. I don't shop there. I don't shop. I stopped shopping there years ago because I can't afford Target. Fucking expensive. Fuck Target. Um, But anyway, uh. People just come up. People and just come up time. and yep. talk to me mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> just all kinds of things, and even not even just not even just in public, like where just random fucking people come up to me and they just all of a sudden they just start talking to me like I've fucking known them forever, yeah. right? I don't know what that's about. But then also I have found because I do have to when I when I'm working, I do have to talk to patients on the phone. And a lot of the patients that I call are senior citizens. Old people haven't always been my jam, but but they're they get cooler. They do to know them, yeah. But they would just pour out like all of this information to me. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have. Why do people do that? Like, what is it about me standing in line at the fucking grocery store that someone makes you think that you, that A, I need to know your shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why does why that happen? Does that happen to you all the time? Yeah. Okay. Never stops. Um, like, I feel like it happens entirely too much. Thunder kicks. <laughs> Where is that? Nice female. Washington so, or Oregon. It's beautiful. When the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Nah, bear. 
give him the nah bear. Nah bear. Okay. Yeah, we miss him every day. Um. So you know, it's funny. My cousin Kelly. We call her my crazy cousin Kelly. She's on my dad's side. Uh, oh, a, we're going way back. Yeah, you know, you know, Billy, my cousin Kelly on that side, right? I think I do. Yeah. I mean, not like as well as yeah, yeah, yeah. I would know you. But, yeah. Okay. But I've met. Yeah, yeah. She was a, little, she was a couple years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she called me up one day and she's like complaining. She's like, you know, all I was trying to do was buy some fucking lingerie. <laughs> And I walk into Victoria's Secret and no one will even fucking talk to me. She's like, do I have something written on my face that says, like, talk to me and I'll fucking throat punch you? And I was like, I mean, yeah, you do. Oh, she has RBF. I'm like, Kel, for real. RBF is for real. No one wants to talk to you because it's not even that. She emits this energy like, seriously, like, if you come up to me, I'm going to fucking throat punch you. No joke. Like, she just hates all humans. I mean... She just she's it's her fucking great defense mechanism. I'm kind of impressed. I'm a little jealous. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass when you're at Victoria's Secret and all you want to do is buy a new bra and underwear, but she hey, shopping there anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. I mean, this was like five, ten years ago, right? Okay. Before they went fucking crazy. Whatever. Anyway. Anyway, I think when she was in between husbands, she's on like three or four now. Um Jeez. I don't fucking know. Maybe she's no. single again. I don't know. I think I heard she was getting divorced. I don't fucking know. Whatever. I can't keep up. You know I go to the first two weddings. After that, I don't fuck. You. I don't even send a gift. You can send me an invitation, and I'll send you a congratulations note. But probably not because I don't even do that. So I still have my thank you cards that I haven't <laughs> sent out. To exactly. the, to the, and it's not even like a lot of people were at my wedding. Yeah. There was twenty two people besides me mm-hmm. and Taylor, right? And I think maybe I hand delivered yours, and I'm not even sure that I actually no, you didn't. Did. Um, so um, I'm bad about that too. But. On the other, I'm like, like, I'm like, I don't understand because on the other side of the spectrum, like I cannot get people to stop fucking talking to me. And maybe it's from working in hospitality for so long. And I've been in retail my whole life. Exactly. Like I literally, since I started working, I was in retail, I was in hospitality in one way, shape or form where you have to have this open energy. My dad's inviting. My my dad says it's because we or that i put off this energy that i talk a lot i'm like i do fucking talk a lot absolutely like, i absolutely talk a lot i know i do i don't even know how to stop it i've tried yeah i don't know like so i'll say i'll tell you time. what when i was working in hotels i used to give a course literally i would give people like classes on overcoming resting bitch face resting bitch face is no joke you it's cannot awful. have it when you work in hospitality it, you, you fake, cannot you gotta fake it you don't even like i'm you don't even stand i i tell them all the time fake it until you make it like you have to consciously put a smile on your face all the time and it'll get to the point where it's natural. Um, they almost wouldn't take my passport picture because, and I mean, that's a couple of years ago because they're like, well, you're smiling. You're not allowed to smile on your passport picture. I'm like, I'm not smiling. That's literally the shape of my mouth that goes up on the edges because I've trained myself since the time I was 10 mm-hmm. and competing Oh yes, right. You had to smile. All I the had time. to smile all the time. All the like time. when you're on, when you are in a show ring, you're an equestrian. You're on the back of a horse. As long as you don't fall off, honestly, you have to smile the whole time. I don't care about how it's bad it not. Hurts. It's not about how well you ride. It's about how good you look. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
it's always it's about, all about form. It's how exactly it's about, it's about form. form. It's how good you look on the horse, it's but it, you yeah. also you cannot have tits. I I mean I had well you were shooting. I didn't have tits anyway. You it didn't fucking shoe. matter. But plenty of girls I knew bound their breasts then because they couldn't you couldn't have because you, you have to look like a little four foot exactly fucking twenty five pound um, man like your like, hair you know what I mean like I think you not toddlers wear, you couldn't wear I mean you could wear glasses but you wouldn't win if you did mm-hmm. you know it was like it's very. Shallow. It's it is. It's, yeah. it's a very it's like beauty pageants sport. for kids, man. It that is. shit's super shallow. It Why is. are we putting drag queen makeup on a fucking four year old and sticking her in a fucking <sighs> no shit a tutu and sticking her on stage and a bunch of fucking strangers? Like that's but fucking weird to me. The point is, I trained my face from an early age to smile pretty yeah, much well, all the time. So you know, unless I'm like legitimately pissed off or annoyed, like I'm generally have it. At least a smirk. At least some kind of a smile on my face, right? I think the best, best, uh, worst survey I ever got was um, someone said that uh, I had a Cheshire cat grin. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Well, also, it wasn't in a good survey. Like it wasn't wasn't, a good way. And I was like, I fucking love it. I'll take the Cheshire cat grin all all day long. Well, because you're the person that would basically (laughs) tell them, to fuck off without telling them to fuck oh, off. Oh yeah, oh, with a smile like, on your face and time. not skip a fucking beat, and then they walk away and they're like, "Someone once said I, I, I used I used um nice words or was it nice words? Oh, nasty words with a nice tone." <laughs> it's all about tone. It's all about tone. You know, that's why I always get but, in trouble. Uh, but it's not, and it, but it's also you know, it's also energy, and oh, it's, absolutely, it's your it's part of your mindset. It's like, do you want people to talk to you? Right. As I'm driving to pick her up today and I'm pulling down a road and I've only been there uh, fucking twice before. Seriously. Um, she asked me for the address. Cause I'm a fucking, fucking pay yes. won't save it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm here three times a week. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have too many people in your house. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. It's the same amount of humans as you. <laughs> That, but my but humans, my, my, all my of them are full. and yours come out and talk to you uh, sometimes yeah, yeah. Uh, a little bit more frequently now yes mm, yeah uh, for one and the other one is decreased i don't know Nick i go around, back and forth i Nick go turned back around to me last night at 10 o'clock and he goes it's 10 o'clock and i was like i think yeah. the kids are in their rooms <laughs> you know it's 10 o'clock do you know where your children are i was like i was like i think it's i think the kids are yeah. in the rooms Anyway, I mean, but oh, that's exactly where DJ is. I never have to worry about that. He's either yeah, in the kitchen 20, or he's in the room. With Liam, I'm not sure. Like, if it's 10 o'clock at night, he damn well he, better be in, in this house. room. But otherwise, exactly. I don't give a fuck wherever. You can be wherever you want in the neighborhood. Just come home by the time the sun goes down. Yeah. Because that's where I'm going to have dinner. Now. Um, yeah, absolutely. But it's all, it's, all about, it's all about the energy that you project. And it honestly drives me kind of nuts when... People today have, I feel like they've completely lost the ability to control their own emotions, to control their I own think energy. That people, I just, I feel like that there's this certain aspect of humanity that has been lost during the corp, corp, corporate, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but like the corporate effect. It's the corporate effect to me. Yeah. In a way, like people have lost humanity and they basically just because they tried to care. turn us all into cogs in a machine. You know, they just they just kind of lost that. Like, yes, you can have emotions. And I struggle really hard to maintain my emotions, but it's really hard. And I always tell everybody, I was like, if I'm talking about something and I'm getting loud, I am not necessarily yelling at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I get 
very passionate and I get loud. And especially if I don't think you're hearing me, I get louder. That's the problem there. There you go. And, thank you. I get louder. And I was like, I am, tr I seriously am telling you, I'm trying to control how loud my voice is mm -hmm. sometimes. And I literally cannot. See, when like, I get, I when I get really and mad. That, and that only happens at quiet. And yeah, that, uh, but then it's, it's physically and mentally exhausting because when I'm done, I'm just like, fuck, I have to go to bed now. Like it's terrible. But I feel like that there's very, there are very few people that are able to get me there. See, but I think, again, <laughs> but that's those are the people that are the closest to you and know how to push all of those. Oh, fucking yeah. Buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that get it. And when I am at work, I can control how I talk to you. Mm -hmm. I may not necessarily be able, because I have a very expressive forehead. <laughs> like I have a very expressive face. I have a very animated face when I talk. It literally has, you know, it's not something that I control. It drives DJ nuts that I also use my hands, but I have a very animated face when I talk. And I can tell you in the same tone that I told you, hi, how are you today? That I really don't care if you prescription's not ready. Like I can say it to you in the same yeah. way. Because I'm at work. You have to get it up at work. You want to be a fucking pain in the ass and a giant fucking cunt at home, fucking fine, right? That's what you're doing at home, whatever. When you're at work, and I don't care where you are at work. I don't care if you're working in retail. I don't care if you're working in an office with a bunch of other people. Like, you have to get it up for work. Like, I used yeah. to call it, like, my friend Michelle used to call it, like, you have to be Disney at work. Because mm -hmm. she was always just like, she was like, happy Minnie Mouse all the time. Yay, 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 yay. Five o'clock hit, that bitch was Sailor Michelle all the way. <laughs> like, I was like, who is this bitch? I was like, Who and the where the fuck is, is she when I'm at work, right? And I was, because I was so upset. I was like, what the fuck, bitch? Like, how come you didn't talk? She's like, Heather, you have to be nice at work. And I was like, I am nice at work. And I was like, but I still swear. And to the point, like, I swear so much at work that the people around me swear. Like, oh, dude, when I, it is I so bad because like I have, I had awesome. a 65 year old Chinese pharmacist and he is the nicest guy. He goes to church every Sunday, like goes on Christian retreats. And he's like, never smoked a day in his life. Like, he's just so nice. And he's just the nicest, nicest person. I had a flat tire one time. And he took my car after he got off work because he got off before me and took it down the street. And, you know, he's like my grandpa and got me a tire, right? And then brought my car back, right? It was He's just one of those people. And fuck, by the time I left, he was dropping the F-bomb with me like it was nothing. And I was just like, I was like, Mike, what happened? And he's like, fuck that, Heather. And I was just like... Dude, my mic was okay. the same way. When he came to the hotel, yeah. he was like, he was like straight-laced... Hardcore Lutheran, didn't cuss, didn't smoke, didn't drink, nothing, nothing. And I tried so hard. And then when he, like the first time, the first time he dropped the F-bomb in a, in a meeting, like in a manager's meeting. And like, I think he was cussing at me because whatever, you know, that's usually how that happens. That happens to um, us. <laughs> actually quite a and bit. Like he's like in the middle of a rant and he was like, and, uh, and he was like, I can't fucking believe. And I, I like stopped him and I was like. Can I just tell you that I feel really warm and fuzzy inside right, right now? Like I'm I did so that to a boss. I'm so happy. <sighs> right? It makes you feel so much better. Like, fuck, bitch, let that shit out. Talk to me like I'm a fucking person. And I don't know why talking like that is talking to us like we're a fucking yes. person. But it's like there are 
They actually say they say that people who studies, studies people that swear are highly intelligent and more productive. And more, we are. When, if you are allowed to cuss at work, you're actually more productive. Because I'm, I'm allowed to let out a little bit of aggression. Yeah, exactly. In between. Also, I really I think, actually I, I also think that I was born in the wrong country because they use fucking cunt on the other side what? like a fucking comma, and that is what. I need in my life. Yeah. <laughs> right. So salty. I see. I don't know that I can work for other people anymore. I can't either. I've been like um, not working for myself now for so long that yeah, right. exactly. That I don't know that I can do it. I, yeah. But um, somebody said that like, they're like, Oh, Olivia said that. She's like, Heather, why don't you, she's like, you don't seem happy. I told you I'm not tall enough to reach the floor. There to you pull go. Myself. <laughs> I, okay. Just so you guys know, I had to lower the seat. So she can and reach the so floor. I can reach the floor, but then once I can reach the floor, you guys can't really see me. I'm yeah. like a fucking elf in the back. So, so I am sitting on a fucking pillow. couch cushion right now <laughs> in this chair. So I again cannot reach the floor. She's so short. It's so uh, funny. This is so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So that's what lose my train of thought. It's fucking picking on my short shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking bitch. No, I can't I can't work for people anymore. No, like, I can't. No, that's what Luke was saying. She's like, Heather, why don't you go back to working in a store? And I was like. I really fucking hate humans. Like I, I was like, I know I still work for people at this mm -hmm. moment, but I don't have to interact with anybody. I yeah. mean, like we have like a Teams video meeting. Fuck that. Once a week. See, I work and great I, unsupervised. And I work so well if I don't yeah. feel like I'm being micromanaged. If you try yes. to micromanage me, my productivity is just trash and then if i'm not stimulated my productivity is trash we talked about that before that had yep. nothing to do with covid Lindsay, COVID i know you want to work for mike adams i just heard that one of his interns is going back to school or some shit so put in put an application send him an email comment in his chat go go stalk him seriously make awesome. it happen don't just talk about it Lindsay. don't just put it out in the universe make it happen how what go you Dude. know you know there's a way to contact him through email you come on there has to be you there's know. a way to contact everybody okay. um are you on a sub stack because you can hit him up i know he doesn't do a whole lot of his sub stack anymore and i'm just as guilty but uh you know hit, hit him up that way like hit him up every way you can um mm -hmm. he doesn't check his telegram so oh, I don't even just know. i you know You'll you'll get it done. Look in the show notes. See if you can find a contact uh, information, or um, yeah, or go back through our shows and see through Patriot Party podcast. And and I know we've shared guests here and there. Um, go fi find find one, and uh, and I'll reach out to them and see if I can get connected to him. So, because um, I know you've watched them all anyway. So. See who we have that's crossed over that might have his contact information that I can get to you. So anyway, make it happen. It's all about the networking aspect. Yes. That's what I tell that's what I tell you all the time, like about how I I really think that my networking skills over the years is going to really pay off. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I listen to Mike Adams almost every day too. He is my number one go-to podcast. And everybody knows this. Like I he's got the Health Ranger report. Um He's been very, very influential for me. Um, wasn't the first one that woke me up. And and I, he does get rather fear-mongering dramatic at times, um, which I understand because y'all don't call me the mother of the apocalypse for nothing. But... Uh, what did you do to me? Hmm? Oh, dude, you're, you're fucking like... Um, I am not. I am oh. still a hippie at heart, bitch. Dude, 
All right. If there wasn't already a show that is called Deborah Gets Red Pilled, which I understand they're actually stopping now because Deborah's fully red pilled, they're going to do something else. So Deborah Gets Red Pilled is like over. Dude, I don't we know what that is. we could have done that. It's an it was another show where this guy was basically like convincing his mother in law that you know the deep state is real and the government's out to get you and all that crazy shit that I've convinced you of in the last couple okay, of now months. Hold on. So no, no, no. <laughs> I have always felt that way about the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But I just never talk about it because everybody would always tell me that I you're crazy, was crazy right? Because yeah. I was like, I don't care who they are. I was like, I just think that it's a way to keep us divided. Yeah. That's all I've ever said. I was like, I don't talk about politics because I just think it's a way just a tool to keep us divided as people. It's the, it's a tool to point out all of our differences and to not embrace our differences, but to make them a problem. And yes. That is what I have always Because said. if they keep us fighting, then we don't pay attention to who's ruling over us and what they're really yeah. doing to fuck us. So anyway. They all just tell you what they want you to hear in order for you to elect them. And then once they're in there, they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway. That's mm -hmm. exactly, that has been my experience my entire life. You know, like we were honestly going to school, going to school in New York. They made us be at even in, cause I was in elementary school in New York. They were very big in the eighties on having us to be very involved with current events. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, anything that was going on politically, all of this, they don't teach that, don't do shit that anymore. No, no more. Nope. Right. Um, so I, that's, I've, so I've always had a political opinion. I just, it just doesn't match up with anybody else's really most of the time. Yeah. Because everybody's like, you have to pick a side. I'm like, I don't know. No, no you don't. No, you don't. I was like, have you met uh, me? You know, like, so, and well, since, since we're here, um, someone commented on Rumble last night and Salty, I, I saw your, your temp number for Mick. So um, I will uh, tell him to, to look at that. He said, um, BUA Media who I'm not familiar with said, I guess it's, so I guess it's okay that Trump wants 15 minute cities asking for a friend. I was not aware that Trump wanted 15 minute cities, but if he does, that would be his number two strike in my book. Number one, of yes. course, being the jab. Um, that is absolutely not okay. No. I, you know how I feel about that. But I need a source to be honest. Like I've never heard him say that. I've never heard him talk about it. Uh, Lindsay, I know you've listened to everything that Trump has ever said. Have you ever heard him say that he wants 15 minute cities? Please let me know. Cause I, I, I'm sorry, most of his speeches this is the same thing over and over again. And I pull the fucking highlights. I pull the clips um, because I, I'm done beating the horse. Seriously. Right. Um, but uh, but no, if Trump's for 15 minute cities, uh, nah, bear. No, that's strike number two. And that's almost as big as strike number one. So I, I, I don't I'm not down with that at all. Um, just because we play Trump in the in intro understand that that's not really about Trump. It's about the people of all different colors and races and sexualities and nationalities, the patriots that united behind Trump. When you see those rallies, yeah, Trump's in those, in those intro videos, but it, it's not there because of Trump. It's there because of the people. It's there because of us. That is the first time in my entire life that, I mean, when I, and I know you've not been to a Trump rally, but no, like, and she was blown away when I told her, you know, we went to a Trump rally. It's, it I mean, was it's like, jam, it was crazy. But... You know, there were, I, there were, there were gays for Trump's there. There were blacks there for Trump's. There were fat, literally fags for big sign fags for Trump, you know, right. um, there were right. the Chinese for Trump and the Koreans for Trump. I mean, it was I mean, everybody. But 
uh, and the one and what they didn't understand, and, and maybe some of them did. It wasn't Trump that brought us all back together. Trump was just the messenger. Trump is not the savior. He never has been. He never will be. No matter how he keeps trying to fucking present himself. Um, it's all about he was the messenger. Trump revived patriotism in people of all walks of life. He, he made people see that we could, we, we don't have to be a declining empire. We could be strong. And I mean, you know, and our economy could be great and, you know, people could be working and we can have our, our freedoms and yeah. And he stood up to the globalist. I did hear recently, um, through, a a friend of someone, um, a decently reliable source. And this makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, y'all remember when Trump went to Israel about halfway through his presidency and he came back and they said he was a changed man. And he was like, he was like a different president. Like he was a totally different Trump after he came back from Israel that time. And, uh, apparently while he was there, cause you know, they never really thought he'd get in. They, they absolutely thought Hillary was going to win. Um, while he was there, they told him that uh, that he had to go along with their plan, with what they wanted, in order to keep his presidency. And he said, "Fuck you, Nabair," and that's why they threw everything that they could at him. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, you know, obviously politics is incredibly boring to Heather, but sorry, she's not a big Trump fan either. So again, I just don't like any of them. I know. I don't either. I Although I, you know, again, I'm and Mick's going to go, like, Mick's going to go nuts on this one. Y'all know how he feels about this. We had a little bit of this conversation before I started listening to RFK on Joe Rogan. Yes, we did talk about that. Today. Yes. And I'm only got about Mm. And, and you do an hour in because I would listen to it driving to her house and then on the way back I There's could no, listen to it because no, she won't I stop talk, talking so it doesn't stop um, fuck you you talk a lot too I do too uh, but, <laughs> but only like to and, each other you know Mick's like Mick's thing Mick's big thing about against RFK is that he's a green weenie babe, I love this I love this babe I know you're not watching right now <sighs> please someone get the word to him babe Mick you're a green weenie. Yeah. He's all about this life that me you're, and her you, are talking about. The, the pure, you know, regenerative farming, eating clean food. Can't have clean food without clean air, clean water, and clean soil. Um, it It's not about sacrificing everything on the altar of climate change. Fuck that. No, that whole, you know, clean living has been hijacked by the fucking crazies by the climate change ridiculousness, to be honest. I don't care what message they have to get out there to make sure that this is the shit that's happening. I just want it to happen. Like, I don't really care. Well, I mean, the carbon, I mean, the me, carbon the, they want to destroy is us, right? When they say they want to get rid of carbon and carbon monoxide, DJ and about or, right? Or carbon, carbon, they want to get rid of carbon dioxide. Okay. We're carbon based. We are carbon based. Like, we're carbon like based entities. Ca Most carbon dioxide are. is what feeds the plants, which then release oxygen that we breathe in and we release carbon dioxide to feed the plants. It's a symbiotic relationship. You take the carbon away and boom, 
we all die and the ecosystem is and the ecosystem completely collapses so yeah you know again that's something that's been hijacked but when it comes down to it like i think conservatives have gotten both conservatives and democrats and i'm no i did not say republicans i said conservatives and democrats have both gotten their narratives fucked up. I told you that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's what I was saying in the right? car, like how, yeah. like somehow, it, it's it, always been, it's always, uh, and it, like I said, as far as I've always been yeah. concerned, it's always been a system designed to, to keep divide us, us to yeah. keep us apart. But they, like some of the things that- And I used to say the sides have they, switched, they, but it wasn't they the sides switched. that switched, it's the narrative that's like, It's that like switched. how it's being presented. Right? Exactly. And like Because they're always, so they have, in order to get people to choose sides so they can get whatever agenda they have to push, they have to make the, they have to make somebody look bad. So they, exactly. they equally try to make each other look bad. Be, but it's still just a ploy. They all have the same fucking agenda. It's just one of them wants to do it more than he wants that other person to do yeah. it. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. It's like, it's like they, this is what they have collectively decided is what is going to be the future of our country and well, probably ultimately our planet. If like they had their way, yeah, like that, they just have to keep us divided. And it's just, it has started off with division from the beginning, right? Like with, from the like, very, from the very, very beginning, beginning, like from the very beginning of all of this, but also, and I go back to how like every, I don't want to say empire, but like civilization, every, every civilization is here because somebody showed up there and took it or you're there and somebody showed up and you fought those people off. Like yeah. every single piece of land on this fucking planet has been conquered and that is how shit is done. Humanity is based on war. That is uh, how it is done. If you want power, somebody's go if you have power, somebody wants to come and take it from you. That is just how shit goes. If you have something that they don't have and they want it, they're going to come for it. That you're is saying just conflict how is in our nature. It is in our nature. It's mm -hmm. huge. It's, it's it's the free will and the desire to think about the matrix. That. Think about the movie The Matrix. Remember in the movie The Matrix, the premise was that the first like what 10 matrix matrices that they built um they all failed because they were it, they they tried to build utopia and people need conflict oh, we have to have conflict we have who to have conflict to be, doesn't mean we need to kill person. each other just con you know just debate and uh, well and but why does difference of opinion have to be conflict i think that that is my ultimate question about humans like i guess i know it's there and it's something that we all have and a lot of us are very territorial. I know. As but it was like Mick and, Con and Connor coming right. together last night at the dinner table, you know, starting out. Oh, trust me, there was conflict. But by the end of it, they could, even though they didn't necessarily agree on everything, they were able to find something. Like I said, related, like but almost separate that they could agree on that brought them closer to an understanding where they were laughing and getting along at the end of it. Right. But that's, but that's the part that we lost. Like all we do yes. instead of, instead of like embracing, like I said earlier, instead of embracing our differences and learning from each other and figuring out, you know, like humanity, I don't, okay. So we always say like, I, I don't, we talked about how I don't like believe or whatever. And I had to explain to you, I was like, it's, I never said that I didn't have faith. I said, I do not believe mm -hmm. in organized religion Absolutely. at all period whatsoever. I don't, I don't either. Care. I yep. do not. That's not my jam. 
because to me, that's just another way of somebody trying to divide us and keep us. By the way, y'all, I told Heather the angel story the other day and let her listen to the recording. And um, yeah. Well, I've never been a person that didn't believe those things. Yep. We've, we, we, but you know that about me, mm -hmm. which is why I'm kind of a little hurt that it took you two years to uh, tell me because <laughs> these motherfuckers know and I'm your best friend. And yet, I value how you think about me more than anybody else. I get that. So I get that telling, although these people have become I'm people listening to us here and in the chats and whatnot, you guys have become my friends and my family. And I'm obviously because they show guys, up at the right? house here all the time. Yeah. They show up at the house. <laughs> babies. It's amazing. You know, I love yeah, it's it. It's great. But you, you guys, you didn't, you didn't know me before the angels. Heather's known me my whole life. Yeah. Right. And, and like Gabriel told me, like, no one's going to believe you. They're all going to think you're crazy. You yeah. are the one person in the world that I absolutely could not handle thinking I was crazy. No, because that's I why it took me are. so long to tell you. No, I don't think you are at all. Yeah. You know, I believe in that shit. So, yeah, I well. believe that maybe a message. I uh, So I feel like, OK, maybe there is something that you're the I think you're born with the message. I think you're born with whatever it is that you're supposed to do. Yes. And they put, but there's something in there's path, but there's, but that's why that's how you get there. Yeah. I, but I think that, I think all of us are born with a purpose. Yes. It has nothing to do with religion or anything. I think every human on this planet has a purpose. Like we, you are born with it. You just have to fucking figure out what the fuck it is. Like learn that, how to listen you have to it's not even like listen to yourself listen to yourself yes listen to yourself listen there to your is, own body there is some challenge that listen you are that going voice inside you there is some challenge that you are going to overcome or some situation that you are going to be a part of and it's just going to fucking open this door that says this is the message that you've been waiting for yeah i think that's true yeah yeah so um well all Thanks, right. bitch. I know. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> it's pushing so five o'clock. I here. don't think you're crazy. Well, good. Mick, on the other hand, <laughs> but he is crazy. So. He's always been crazy, but not in that aspect. Because, um, oh, he'll tell you all the time that he's the worst, ca worst Catholic ever. Not the worst, because he's not the but he's worst. Really not. But he just not but even I close. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there, and this may not be. I'm telling you, leaving Something the church has been a he, big challenge for him. I know. Oh, no, I know it was. And I'm really but proud I of think, him. I think that he struggles with his purpose. I think that that oh, is why. Absolutely. I mean, we're all angry little people. Why do you think that we're all angry all the time? Well, his, you're angry because you're not doing what you were meant to do. His not purpose is doing, so big. Like, his, But he, I think he fights it. I don't think of course that he, he has true. Like he doesn't. Well, he's accepting Wait, it more. Have a purpose, but also, you also have to think that also that is directly related to how he was raised. Mm -hmm. You know, he was raised in a very strict Irish Catholic military family. Mm -hmm. You know, that is a, in fucking New York. Like, fuck that poor guy. Like, fuck. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, just the New York aspect alone means you're fucked. But With like, you got the rest of that shit. And a you know? general for a dad. Right. Shit. You know, like he had all of that. And I, I kind of feel like I had a little bit opposite. Like I had an Italian mother and an Irish father and they were Catholic ish, but they never made us go to church. I didn't know anything about the Bible. So like when everybody like, and again, probably be, and that is probably why I 
do feel the way Mm -hmm. I feel. And I do think that is a contributing factor to how I look at things. I don't think that you have to necessarily believe in something. I think you need to believe in the goodness of being a good person. Like, I've, like I told you, you've, I've done some seriously fucked up shit in my but life. Where do you get but the parameters of what it is to be a good person? Something that if you're doing it and you don't feel good about it, then you need to change that. Mm-hmm. But in order to, honestly, in order to even recognize that feeling, you have to know yourself. You have to. And that everybody, to. everybody has you a journey to that they have to, yourself. to go Everybody has a journey that they have to go through, unfortunately. Some of them are super fucked up, right? Like, fuck, man. Because again... I have always said that everything happens for a reason and everything doesn't happen for a reason. I think that that, and that to me, for me, it's just energy. Like, I just think like what you put out there is what you get back, you know, and I try to put more good out there than I have done bad, you know? And I just think that that is how you figure it out. Like once you figured out, once you figured out that you are also a toxic person to someone else's life as someone has been to you and you realize that they weren't the only problem, that you too were the problem, that is when you make that change Yeah, to be a good person. Because yeah. now you have to look and say, hey, you know what? Sometimes like, I say it all the time. aren't good for each other. I tell people all the time, I said, Brian, everybody loved Brian, my ex-husband. Everybody loved him and everybody loved me, mm-hmm. right? But, but you guys were terrible together. But we were super fucking toxic. Like it yeah. was like, we were like in this one-up competition, like who can hurt who? Mentally, verbally, emotionally, yeah, you know, more like, and it was just, it was terrible, but also it was so common for me because that is how I grew up, right? Because I grew up like mm -hmm. that with my mother. That's just how she was. Like it, she, man. Yeah. Your mother was, she was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, she really was sent from hell Yeah, (laughs) because she could, she could destroy a person with that mouth. I mean, and I, I actually have that trait and that's how I know Mm -hmm. that I am becoming a better person because I try really hard to reel it in. You know, you want to change the world, start with yourself. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. Y'all, uh, Mick and I will be back tomorrow for a father's day special on saving the kids. And then you fuckers are off. Uh, no, we'll be back Monday. We're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We leave early Friday morning. So you'll get, you guys get five more shows out of us until we're gone. I do have a lot. Oh my God. I have so much work to do this week. I'm trying to clip down old shows so that I can put them out while we're there. Okay. So, um, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm working on it. So, and, uh, Nick's finally home from work. Look at that. Hey fucker. Okay. All right. Anyway, so we're getting out of here right. again. We'll be back tomorrow. Transparency, 2 p.m. Eastern for uh, saving the children, strong dads, saving the kids. So for VLAN and Heather, thanks for watching, y'all. Bye, and, uh, guys. Have a great day. I got to get off my pillow now. <laughs> I, I don't want to act too high and mighty because tomorrow I'm a Thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain, thank you for joy, thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day, it's a beautiful day. Thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain, thank you for joy.
Death and resurrection